Army Feed presents Top 5 Simulation Glitch Events That'll Blow Your Mind. Number 1. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have hair stronger than adamantium? Nope, but one lady from Louisiana thought she'd strengthen her dupe by putting Gorilla Glue on her hair. A sticky situation indeed. Number 2. Filing unemployment this week is actress Gina Carano. She had one right opinion too many, and that's just enough for Twitter to cancel you. Kara Doom, more like Kara Don't. Number 3. Fear radiates as Japan's Fukushima nuclear power plant, built on a fault line, experiences a 7.3 earthquake. Whose fault was that? Number 4. Former president and insider-in-chief Donald Trump was acquitted in his second impeachment trial. That gives me one violent insurrection. Merry Equipmas! Number 5. As an attempt to compete in the photography market, the People's Republic of China, notable communist regime, landed their Wish.com version of the Mars rover on the Martian surface. It is the red planet after all. There you have it, this week's Barmy Feed Top 5 Simulator Glitches. I was just thinking about you were talking about the, that profit is never enough and i was just thinking about this my, my grandma was born in tennessee where they have the laboratory uh, as oak ridge or whatever it is where they derive the nuclear material for the bomb in los alamos right mm-hmm. grandma was born in 1942. we didn't have thyroid disease in our family that i know of until grandma well then i got it and we were just talking about this thing with corporations where it seems like they you said profit is never enough it's right it's a it, it's at this point, it's logarithmic. Okay, yes. They've started the machine, which is to get profit for their companies. Always growth. It, 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 when it comes to a time where that's going to hit a plateau, they're going to intervene to keep it growing. Well, and, and that's what it is. Because that's what they do. That's, that's what they do. The mechanism. We can never it. find out what was wrong with me. And I went to a naturopath who said, hey, your pituitary gland's working 400 times a normal to keep your thyroid running, so let's fix this, blah, blah, blah. But the, long, the point of my story is... I was really sick with the corporate approved treatment through the medical cartels for my thyroid disease, right? Mm-hmm. Really overweight. No, I was working at a feed store. So I'm talking about lifting 12 tons of feed a day. I was very active, but just miserable. Oh, yeah. Every time I went to the doctor, I'm like, hey, something's wrong. Something's not working. Oh, you're fine. Here's some more drugs. They always wanted to throw more drugs at me and, oh, your levels are fine and all this. But I was miserable and 70 pounds overweight. And I didn't eat a lot, Brady. So I was like, what's going on here? I had to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And this is how I know that this whole system is set up not for wellness. It's to mm. maximize spreadsheets. That's all exactly. it is. Exactly. That's my that was my point. It's well, that's just, why I had an anecdote about they've, it. They've they've plotted their growth and they've created a goal for more growth. And it's literally infinite. They're never going to stop. The machine is on and it will continue to be on. Well yeah, if I had then that's my point. If I had listened to the prescribed treatment for what they said I needed to do, mm-hmm. I would probably have type 2 diabetes right now or have killed myself because they want to put you on antidepressants every time you go exactly. in there. Exactly. When in actuality, I figured it out myself. I did. I figured it out. And you know what? I feel wonderful. And for the first time in my life, for six years, mm-hmm. I feel good. Now, I don't have, it doesn't mean I don't have bad days and I still have my disease I deal with every day. But exactly. the thing is, is their system is not designed for your wellness. No. Now, there are individual people in that system I do believe care. Absolutely. But as a whole. As a whole, I don't believe it's designed for all, wellness. All of the problems we have in America are mostly systemic. Yes. And some of that spills on to the individual, unfortunately, just the way it's designed. Which... But there's also a lot of individuals nowadays that have gone, you know what? This is not okay. Well, we were talking with my cousin. But they haven't banded together. We're still divided enough. That well, we're letting ourselves It's not divided. really something we can do. Because you can't have a conversation now with a person if you don't agree with them 100% because then something needs to be, a label mm-hmm. needs to be slapped on a person and you can't associate with them. And that's unfortunate. Them. And I don't think it's that way with everybody, obviously. No, 
but as a culture, we're getting that way. Yeah. And we were talking about the other day, how much, I think that there needs to be more ethics in the world of like finance. You were talking about with my cousin about how much money is too, like how much do you really need? Like why does, yeah. why is a billion, if you had a billion dollars, you would never spend it all. Exactly. So why, why do we have this? There's, um, I've actually, I don't know if I, I remember if I read that. I don't remember my sources on this, but mm-hmm. I basically looked at uh, uh, some information that. Yeah, bring that up. That was important. the point of this that I'm going with is like, there's a huge difference between millionaires mm-hmm. and billionaires. Mm-hmm. Millionaires are like, they get a bunch of money like this. Maybe it's through a business or whatever, you know, sometimes they inherit it, mm-hmm. but they're going to kind of spend it all. They're going to buy Lamborghinis and blah, 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 gold chains and stuff like that. Not all of them. Some no. Some of them make investments for the long term, but a lot of them are, it's more of a spending thing. The difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is to even get billions, you have to have the mindset of, I'm just going to hold on to this and get as much as I possibly can. M- most millionaires don't have that. In If they had that mindset, they would be billionaires instead. So do you see my point? I do. I'm going I've, with I've got what you're, you're saying. Yeah, this is, there's a difference there's in a mindset. There's a big difference in mindset behind between millionaires and billionaires. And both of those are extremely large amounts of money. Most of us can achieve millionaire status. It's just the way it is. You know, you can. You if you pick, start the right business, you get into the market at the right point. As a young person. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people have the capabilities. In and America, the if you're disciplined, you could figure it out. It's, I've seen lots yeah, of people. A lot of people Look go at the from fire people. The fi- what is that? Yeah. Financial minutes retire early. They figured it out. Exactly. A, yeah. a lot of a lot of millionaires have a regs to riches story. Mm-hmm. They just figured it out. And they, and a million's not a lot of money anymore, relatively, because of all the billionaires we have. But most billionaires don't I never really started with rags necessarily. There's probably a couple out there. I just read about one. The young lady, she's a young woman. Well, I should say she's 31, but she's the one that's the CEO of Bumble. Mm-hmm. She just became a, a billionaire. But if you read her story, she only sleeps two hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And Jack, she's starting. To it's definitely a struggle. It's not like hard. it's easy to make that kind of unless wealth. you were born into it. Some of people, I would say, most billionaires on Earth were given a leg up from the get go. Somehow. I'm just going to say it, like most of them. Not all of them, obviously. There's outliers that have worked their about, way up to that point. You know, sheiks in Saudi and Arabia. And it's luck. A lot of it is luck, really. And, you know. Let's be honest. And a lot of it's genetics. Yeah. I do think but that there are some of these billionaires, let's take Donald Trump, for example. Okay. He was, he was given, given. Okay. A lot. He might. Yes, he had to get the intelligence in order to invest money wisely. But other than that, he was given a loan of a. a so like he basically, he was given the opportunity to become a billionaire. He was given the start. He was given a loan of a million dollars to start his empire. Which the million dollars, and he like did have to. He did now, have to yeah. accumulate the knowledge in which to make that money work, <clears throat> to get that much money. Other than that, it's it's not like he went to the bank and got that loan. It's not like he worked his ass off at a day job for sixty two years to get a loan for a million. No, and to, the argument can be that said that the out. system that was created was built to favor people like him too. Exactly. I, I, I'm disagreeing with a lot of stuff people saying that there's disenfranchisement to people of color and all these things and women but on the flip side i also know there's exceptions to every story and i see a lot of people of all different types making it because they're working hard Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of it's about mindset but we also know the american dream has also been completely flawed because look what's happened to our own community you cannot work a job here and buy a house well the american dream quote unquote yeah in the context of today's reality it used to be different you know, post World War II, it was, it was there for everybody, but now it's become a carrot on a stick, and we're running on a treadmill trying to get the fucking carrot. We don't even know there's a treadmill. We think we're covering actual ground because we're in a simulation where the ground is moving around us, 
But really, it's not. And we're and just also, fucking running out of carrot on a stick. This American dream. I also think mentality. a suburban house and two kids is not everybody's dream. Not exactly. No. I I don't feel like that. That's should what it be. used to be. We were in a time where that was just important. And see, culturally, growing America essentially. Yeah, and I and culturally, I, I don't think we should force everybody to ascribe to one dream. Like maybe no. someone wants to live in a van out in the BLM. Some people and, do. Look at Tom. I was talked about this last Tom, episode. Yeah, Tom, Tom Green, Green yeah. the famous comedian from Canada. He was doing. He's pretty successful as a comedian and a, and and, and a, a TV a television broadcaster and all this other stuff. He's did he followed his dreams and and at least succeeded mildly at what he was doing, and. Uh, Maybe then he decided, I, you know, maybe my dream right now is to just, I'm going to buy a van, I'm going to deck it out to live in, and I'm going to go out to, and just see the world. And see the wilderness. what's wrong with that? There's like, nothing wrong with that. See, that's just it. I think that culture determining what everybody's dream should be is a huge part of the problem. It's mm -hmm. like, right now, what is, what is culture saying that our dreams should be right now? Have you thought about it? It's just fucking not die. <laughs> I guess. Like... <laughs> I mean, I know that I know that I, mean, I have that's kind of how I see it anyway. That's my perspective. Well, my dream was always to have, I moved every nine months on average. I wanted my own home, mm -hmm. as did my husband. And so it's like I have a farm mm -hmm. in North Idaho and my own home. I did it. So it's like, but is that really my dream? It's just something no. I have to take care of. It's a part of what I like. And I, and I think also a lot of our dreams go get away from us as, as a society. I think so too. It's like they shouldn't we have big dreams or something, but then it's like we just get so squashed by how... The difficulty of reaching most dreams. Well, earlier most dreams are big. Most people do dream big, and there's nothing wrong with dreaming big. But there's like, again, it's like you're running on the treadmill. Well, you're and once you realize, oh, I'm on a treadmill, then it gets, it starts to get tougher and tougher to even think about those dreams because then you're just worried you're just about worried. how do I not fall on my face and get sandpapered by the tread the treadmill belt. I think that having an endpoint in mind as a human, a goal, is a good thing. You just also need to have the resiliency to adapt at what life throws at you without losing sight of what that goal is. You but, were talking about whimsy earlier. Yeah. You need to have some whimsy because all of this is just weighing us down. Yeah. And a lot of people are born into situations where the world the weight of the world is already crushing them before they yes. can even stand up. And, yeah, and that is the way it is. I used to think about Some that. people are born and are able to get strength before they even have the weight of the world placed on them. And some people are bored being crushed already. And well, that's the way it I have is. A good There's a lot of stages of life. <laughs> I lived in this logging town camp turned into town in Alaska when I was a teenager. And it's, okay, you're talking middle of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. There were some uh, Bloods and Crips that used to come up there and stay with family members when there was a, some heat on them. Oh, okay, yeah. These were gangbangers. Yeah. I love Alaska. Well, they, they would hide there until the heat kind of. The escape state. Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time with these guys as a teenager because, one, <clears throat> they were fun to play basketball with. And two, they just were, <laughs> yeah. they were really great at basketball. I bet. They were just interesting to talk to because here I am a kid in the wilderness, basically. And then here's these guys that lived hard. And they, they told me. City life, too, probably. Yeah. they You don't understand the game, Shorty. You don't understand how I live. They would always tell me that. And I'm like, well, you know what's cool is, look, at, you're here in Alaska. Why don't you just leave? Why do we imprison ourselves into what we're born into? It's In America, you don't have to do that still. Like, I never did. I could never grasp. That? Okay, I don't live in a logging camp still. I, by all rights, guys, I should live in a single white trailer, be smoking, have no teeth, and have about thirty-two cats. Yeah, if you if you trace the demographic data, I'm basically poor that's where white, you should have ended up. You know, yeah. We like, all have the power to intervene in our fates, though. I mean, well, come on, let's read. Let's I'm be not real. Anybody special? So it's why cheesy. why aren't you a druggie? Exactly. You should I should have be. been. Yeah, I should I be was too. I bit. should be a drunk and an addict. I know yeah. I should, based on my family makeup, not my Genetics parents so much. But yeah, why am I not? And that's just it. You can change once you learn. I think it's education. Yeah. Once you learn that you get outside your own bubble, everybody needs to travel, yeah. which is hard with Rona. Well, this is a point where everybody also needs to think about, like, 
what was I kind of predestined to be? Look at like th- take a good look at your like genetic predisposition and yeah. and 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 like the, the way you were born into life and your situation. Take a really good look at it and and just change your trajectory even a little bit, just a little bit at a time. Well, I was that's born what with, I did, and I'm not exactly you perfect. You just do it in increments, though. But I started to notice I was going down the path that I should have been going down, and it was a dark path and not a good path. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, and then my daughter was born, and that was my big awakening. Was like, I can't go down this path anymore because I will drag my daughter down with me, and she doesn't deserve that. And you knew what it felt so like. So I've made I've made a an intense amount of small changes to get to where I am now, and I'm not by nowhere by no means on the top of the mountain at all. Oh, no. But I'm in a my trajectory is so far off where I should have been going and was going. So was mine. Like yeah. that I should And it wasn't easy by any means either. It was very easy for me to just keep going on the trajectory I was on. I but I decided that that wasn't a good outcome that I was seeing when well, I predicted it. And I was born with an unquenchable desire to learn. Like it's still, even though I'm kind of weighed down by the weight of adulthood in the world, I still, every day I'm all, I want, I have this huge desire to just learn things. And I don't know if some of us are born that way. Are we all born that way? I think it is inherent in, in humanity. Yes. To a degree. Do you think some of us, I don't know what my deal uh, we, is. We, just, we're, we're, the way our brains are built, they're built to learn. Because of, yeah, you got to look at everything anthropologically, like uh, the reason why we learn, why is evolutionary, what is the mechanism to survive. And perpetuate. It's basically, again, we're just animals. We've stacked a lot of stuff on top of that fact, but we're really just animals. Well, We're somehow different than the rest of the animal kingdom, and maybe that was because of evolution, but why hasn't other animals evolved these same things. If that's the way to go. We've talked about this before. Yeah. That's if this is the way to go. This is the way. <laughs> yeah. If this is the way, then why hasn't all the other animals gained a sentience that we at least think we I have? I don't think evolutionary biologists have explained that mechanism they yet. They have. Maybe they don't even understand. I don't think um, we understand it. I would like to but talk to some we, about we it. Under, cool. We understand the functions and how it works, but we just don't understand why. We never understand why. I don't know if we're ever truly going to understand all the why. But I think it's, stop, it's time to just stop asking why and just exploit the exploit the mechanisms to our benefit well and to we'll never know why it's probably time to give up on why guys and there's and changing the trajectory we're talking about that you can change your trajectory like my Mm -hmm. friend my gangbanger friends someone somewhere will help you obviously someone helped them hide out and it's like i'm not going to judge you by your bad behavior Mm -hmm. if you continue stop doing the bad behavior that's something that we need to talk about this week is we have a society a media society a mediocrity that I'm going to call we have a it. lot of ocracies, by the yes, way. Yes, we do. But that's but, one of the But right big now, ones. they have got the populace convinced that we can judge certain groups of people by their behavior and crucify them and end their existence, yeah. basically, in the realm of the public well, sphere. Let's analyze this a little bit. Let's do it. Because we don't know for sure if this was like a, an Illuminati thing. Mm-hmm. And it was planned. Well, I have to put that aside. What if individuals just somehow. We all just thought at the same time that we got to fucking cancel this. We got to fucking cancel the witch hunts. We have a propensity. It wasn't the establishment that started the witch hunts. It no. It was these fucking little groups of people who were holier than thou. Probably someone was mean to him at one time. Yeah, exactly. We have a propensity for mob violence, though, but it is being exploited. Yeah. And that bothers... And when I say mob violence, right now it's on the digital airwaves. Yeah. Here. It's, v- we're not... Violence is, a def- is definitely different now than it ever has been. Which is good. I'm glad that we don't um, hang people But emotional anymore. violence that, is still great. violence. It's still violence. It's still causing harm. So here's my question for people. Do you feel good about yourself... 
wrecking someone's life for one mistake because I can guarantee you right now I've probably said things I know I've said things in my life that were not nice oh yeah have come you? on we all have so why is it okay to do that like if someone has a continued well, that's the thing it's not like it is okay and naturally but if they exhibit a continued pattern of behavior that's bad yeah. then yes we need to take action but if they said if one person says something while they're drunk or if, why is it <laughs> or if one person says something are you in control of your faculties while you're drunk not are always. you even yourself you should be but you're not no let's and, be real Chemi your, just, your perception is highly chemically altered by alcohol or I, drugs exactly i hate hanging people and i'm using the h word there so mm -hmm. crucify me well how many people have literally been hung because of some shit they did when they were drunk well yeah mob violence yeah. that's why i said i love okay let's i'm gonna say it now i like digital mob violence far better than yeah. the alternative but it's not like some behavior can't be necessarily justified but here's the well, problem let's just call out what's it, bad and then move on exactly. if the person's repenting here's the thing you were asking like is that okay is it okay? Let's not think about is that okay. Okay. Let's look at what happens when they do it. Even if they, let's say the, a lot of people but you're looking at the why. Let's, let's just look at cancel culture for example. Okay, I hate it's cancel not, culture. Let's just say what they're doing is not okay. Okay. Let's Naturally, start with that premise. Let's start with the premise. Okay. We don't, is it because we don't? They're like still it? gonna. They're doing it right. They're still. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Whether it's okay or not inherently. So they're going to justify it however they can. They're going to find it instead of changing their behavior because they've realized it's okay or it's not okay. Mm -hmm. They've justified it. They've gone, I'm, I'm be, uh, better. It's the Pharisee thing. I'm virtuous. I'm virtuous. But and then they've, then they've created this illusion that it's virtuous to do this. And it gets other people, like it, what it looks like on the surface is appealing to other people and they jump on board. Okay, but the sa these are the same people that would say the Salem witch trials were bad or treating black people were bad, but that they're doing the same exact behavior that leads to those kind of things. Exactly. It's like that Babylon Bee post, like a, a Nazi punched a mirror or a, a leftist punched a mirror <laughs> because they thought they were punching a Nazi. <laughs> That was my favorite headline of all time. I just want I people to stop. You know what's, and I'm not going to just pick on leftists because it's everybody, but let's It isn't it. just leftists, but they're the ones in the spotlight right now. Because they're, it's, and they're going to shift to the right eventually. I don't know. It's like the crusade against the witch hunts is just as toxic in a way. Well, and I don't want to pick Tim on Dillon the Tim Dillon was talking about that the, last week. the feelings that they have of injustice are not a bad thing. It's how they're acting on them that is. Uh-huh, reactions. Yes, and, and I want people Again, to stop and the, think about it. With the Gina Carano situation yes. specifically. We all know this week Gina Carano got fired from acting in The Mandalorian by Disney, or by Lucasfilm, whatever, you, Disney. But they were just looking for um, a reason to fire. They were. They have been looking for, for a reason a while, to fire, and she. But she kept pushing it. We have to look at reality. We do. We she do. did keep pushing Maybe it. Maybe she wanted to leave, and that's fine. Well, she wanted to make a point, obviously, because she was being attacked She's, from every angle because of her views. And why is that okay? It's not okay. Again, they're but they're going to justify doing it. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. Yes, she did it to herself. Blah 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 blah. And, you know, Disney has the right to fire her, whatever. We agree. Whether there's hypocrisy involved at all or whatever. There is. <laughs> but it's not that she got fired that pissed me off. No. It is the reaction on both sides, the arguments, the bickering. Nobody can come to an agreement with where do we go from here or why it happened and... It's just this big fucking mess of fighting. Just it's fighting without a cause anymore. It's just I feel like people think cancel culture is righteous and okay until they come for you. Exactly, and that's just it. They're gonna come for you because they're, you're creating a bench work or was it? You're creating framework now where if someone doesn't like you and they have a lot of power, they will use the mob against you. That's the yeah. framework I don't like. Exactly, and the mob is very powerful right now. It is obviously. because, and you know, is it because they were treated badly in high school? Because. 
I, I don't know people. what creates this this mindset of I have to cancel people or I have to I don't know I think maybe people Sense are just of power. It, it, it boils down to like they they maybe they think they're doing what's right and they're fighting a righteous war. That's zealotry. Whatever, but it's like how can you justify it at the same time when that monster will come for you? Look when at you the mirror. Yeah, again, it goes back to the same thing. Like let he who is without sin cast the first hashtag. Yes, that is one of our first tenets in hypothesism, and it's a good one because it's okay to tr- okay. Once again, we all love a little mm-hmm. bit of satire, trolling. Everybody loves it. It's fun. It feels good, but it's gone too far. What if the cancel culture had got together and went and approached this with love and logic? I like Gina. We love you. You're a really good actor, and we love Cara Dune, and we love your acting. But explain to her logically why she is offending people or whatever the fucking problem was in the first place. Or if you want to put your actions where your principles are, maybe you need to leave Disney and go do your thing with Ben Shapiro, like preemptively strike. Hey, I can't work. Yeah. Gina, it's not all on the cancel mob either. No, she had responsibility in this too. It is what it is. And I'll put out right here. I love that woman for standing on her principles. I do too. And I also, but she didn't need to do it in a toxic way either. She could have also went, Oh, I have offended people. Okay. Look, I'm sorry. But then explained her point of view in a in a logical sense instead of just posting more memes that were inflammatory. And they're still going to come after her, and that's fine. But at least then she's like not trying. To, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like nobody is doing both sides of the equation right now. It's no. all just all or nothing. And I think that's when you have an unbalanced equation. Well, that might chaos. just be that might just be due to the Twitter, Twitter whatever it is Twitter mafia. The, because of how Twitter works. Well, and people, people when you're are writing so... when you're writing little blurbs of a hundred characters or whatever it is. It's going to just be all or nothing. And people are so mean. You know what's funny, though, is no one talks about people are also really nice on Twitter because I'm part of the writer's oh, side yeah. of Twitter. They have these things called writer's lift where because a lot of independent, if you're not part of the, the corporate marketplace, it's hard to get traction. Yeah, we, we've, people, we've established that fact as yeah. a podcast. Like, we're not growing very quickly. But we're okay with it. But I'm not going to go whore us out. No, and, and we don't want to. Not, <laughs> not, yet, yet. not yet. We reserve the right to whore. <laughs> well, and that's what exactly. my point is. These writers, they do these things called a hashtag writers lift. And they'll, a thousand or two thousand of them will lift them up and, hey, check this person out. And you may not even like that writing style. And that's my point. It may not be your bag, but you group together and you lift a person up because they're trying. Mm-hmm. I don't see enough of that on the, the media side. Have, have you ever been to a metal concert or a rock concert? No, and, uh, I'm, I'm not educated in that front. Uh, Are you talking about a mosh pit? Like, well, mosh pits, yeah, they're kind of violent but in, in a sense. But it's it's, 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 uh, it's fun type of violence. It isn't one where people are trying to hurt each other. It's just, but it's like, we got to get this energy out, this music, giving us all this energy. Let's bounce like into room. each other and blah, blah, blah. Rage it's room. like um, when you apply heat to a group of molecules, they're going to bounce around. So it's a catalyst. It's a catalyst. But my, my point behind that is like the crowd surfing. Have you ever been crowd surfing I've at a concert? I've watched it. It looks awesome. It's the same principle. Like you don't know that person, but, but he's coming at you. You're holding him up. And he just, you see, oh, this guy's having a ton of fun. He's going towards that, that stage on the crowd, surfing the crowd. And you, as a group, everybody lifts him up and moves him. So group euphoria. It's a, it's a weird They're analogy, each I guess. But no, I like it. I it's like, like the crowd You don't know that person. You know, he could be a horrible person, but we're still lifting him up. Doesn't it feel good, though, to lift people up? It does. And then when you're on top of that crowd, too, it's euphoric. You're like, oh, and then you feel it's almost like a camaraderie in a way, because if you're up there and you're the one crowd surfing. And you know what? You're putting so much trust in these people to hold you up to get to the point where you want to be. And it's it's very cathartic in a way, because you release all control at that point and you're just being moved it's, it's like, very interesting. Well, it's kind of like there's this little That's transgender kid that lives down the road from me. And 
they make her walk. Oh no, excuse me. They make him. He has to walk home. It was like zero degrees yesterday. What was the day before yesterday? You squish that kid in with all the other kids you take home and take take him home. It's not because he's transgender. It's not because you're pandering. It's just lifting a person up and making them feel like they fucking matter. Yeah, they're matter. just a person. We gotta yes. stop thinking about the, the Put, nuance and I just hate, think about the person. I hate all these little. It's all, like, we're all a soul inside of this. And fucking, that is a, inside of all this of meat these sack. things are a part of that person, and that's where they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's like that doesn't that matters to them, so it should matter on a, some sort of level. But ultimately, they're a person, and they matter just like my gangbanger friends mattered. Mm-hmm. I never treated them like they were some sort of movie stars because they'd killed someone. It's that. They're people, and they were born into a situation. And you know what? Some of them get out, some don't. Mm-hmm. You know what the ones Absolutely. that get out, though, is a lot of times they have someone say, you know, I'm going to look beyond who you are, what color you are, how you dress. That is a big part of it. And just view you as, you're just a person like I am. That is a big part of it. Why and can't then they're lifted up spiritually. Yes, they are, because they realize, you know what? That person cares about me. Mm-hmm. I care about, I really do care about everybody. I don't like some people's behavior. I don't like people's behavior. There's only two like, people. I don't this. like a lot of people's opinions, and I'm sure a lot of people don't like my opinion. And I'm okay and that's with that. Fine. But I'm willing to but listen to those people, and a lot to, of people aren't willing to yeah, listen Yeah, we need anymore. to look past all this shit. We, and how do we do that? I want to talk about the how, because we've talked about the why and the what, but what about the how? How do we affect change? You and I were talking mm-hmm. about this a little bit ago. It feels hopeless trying to affect the monopoly duopoly of politics, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like we they're so big, they have so much power. What can little old I do? What can we do? Um, I know your that's thoughts. A, that's a, uh, obviously, that's a big question, and it's going to... The answer does not come easily either. Well, I know I don't even expect you to have an answer. Just and we're not the I, only ones trying to figure this out either. That's the good thing about but it. But I feel but. like hive mind is coming into play here. I think if enough of us do start talking about it, like if we all meet on the porch and have some, that's I think the very that is the first out. step in every movement. Is we is see something's wrong, talk about it. So let's talk make a about fucking it. not even make a plan, but have a conversation first. And reserve the right to be wrong. Reserve mm-hmm. the right to change my mind. Reserve the right to not crucify others because maybe an idea they had at the time is not the one they're going to choose. So they're not a hypocrite. They're just evolving. Yeah, it's the same thing how we started this podcast. Yes, we evolved. We didn't just do it right away. No, we we talked about it a long we time. We talked for weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. and then we had an idea and we talked about the idea. Yep. And then it started out, and it wasn't the idea we intended on but it started out in one way and it's ended up another way and it's probably going to further evolve but it wasn't like something that was um let's start a business plan we'll make this it's huge like 20-year plan and we'll just no we don't even know where we're going really exactly so but that's where it needs to start with any kind of change that we want to see here another big part of that though is like us all kind of agreeing on what road we take in a way i think we have to figure out we all start taking different paths it's, it's not going to work. Gonna, well, they keep us divided that way. I think that's part of the genius of Twitter because we keep everybody <laughs> fighting over microtransactions. I don't even think that was intentional. No, but it's but working wonderfully. But I think it's a, think it's a natural reaction to the mechanism. I feel like there are some universal ethical principles that we can all agree upon for governance. Mm-hmm. I do. I know there is. Our founding fathers did it. They didn't all agree yeah, on everything. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before the podcast. Yes. You guys, these guys weren't exactly the smartest people in the world. They... They definitely didn't all have the same faith. They didn't have all the same. Agreement. Exactly. They weren't yeah. the same. They weren't part of this like group of Puritan people who were self-righteous. No. No. But they had an idea. What they escaped from was horrible and they wanted to do something different. They wanted to perpetuate self-determination. Uh-huh. We so need to do that. So they sat down and they had their fucking tea or their coffee and they talked. And they argued. They, they argued, argued a lot. lot. They weren't yeah. all on the same page, but they eventually came to a conclusion that crap, we're not. We're kind of arrogant in a way. We're kind of self-righteous in a way. Which are human traits. We can't let that spill into what we're doing. No. We have to make it about what 
what do we get when we're born onto this earth? What should it be? Not what should I say it should be? What is it? Yes. And they all came to a conclusion that it's about we're all equal. We, we're all born onto this rock, whether you're fucking disabled, black, what are all these different isms, transsexual, no matter what your sex, race, ideology, whatever. And there you're was, still born yes. equal to the other guy who has the complete opposite ideas and, and isms and whatever. And as long as their <clears throat> ideas don't involve coercion, what is it doing to you? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. Good ideas don't require force. Our founding fathers, I That's believe, knew true. that. They don't. And so what do we do now in the context of this? Another thing, we're using media to bully people into silence. Mm -hmm. That's force. Oh, not we. Well, we are not bullying anybody, but because I, I refuse to. I used to stand up for people that used to get bullied because, you know, what? I got bullied. It's not a good time. I think we all have. Why are we in letting way, our government yeah. bully That's kind of what it is. And it's not even just our government. The world. Our Why government. I, I've always looked at the government as a tool in a toolbox. True. There's a big ass toolbox. Our government's. A very big, a bunch of tools, maybe, let's say, put together. <laughs> the government is kind of like it the just, tools in the toolbox. That has a dual meaning. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bunch of tools. But um, they're a bunch of tools in a toolbox. Let's look at how, the, uh, that's the actual machine of the government. It's a bunch of tools in a toolbox. Okay. Well, you know who got to, they, it's these fucking corporatocracies. They're wielding the tools. They're wielding the, the tools and they won't let us do it. So we can't build ourselves up without these tools, not very easily. I would like to talk to... But they can't. They've, they've done it all. Like the pharmaceutical industry, yeah. the military industrial complex, as Which in like the weapons of, manufacturers and all those other... thing the, too, because they're yeah. all wadded in together now. Yeah, and the, and the fossil fuel industry. Yeah. And uh, the medical Slash cartel. just the energy, energy, energy industry in, and the as a whole. And the medical cartel. And I'm the medical cartel. Very not cartel. fond of them, right? And, well, Which you is know the who, pharmaceutical Do you know who rules them all? And my husband brought this point. It was the insurance <laughs> companies. Kind of, yes. Well, think about it. There is insurance involved in all of this, yeah. The money that they have is outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely. And money buys a lot, as we've talked about with our money It's unfortunately buy. the way the world works, like money. So hack it. They, let's let's oh. do like BuzzFeed. How to hack your own... <laughs> let's do a BuzzFeed article on this. How to hack your own existence. 3,000 ads before yeah. you even get to yeah. the first one, and then you have to go to the next page. I know. Let's, let's God, do... I hate these listicles. But anyway, That's, I digress. I, no, I digress. it's okay, because I knew it would make you I'm crazy. I'm so sick of the internet right now. Oh. Every fucking thing you click on is the same anymore. It's a goddamn shopping mall. Wow. That's, and that scares me, too, because... You get like... A, a very small iota of information. As someone who compared to the advertisements, remembers you get. what the internet was like in when it first started. I just remember being oh a the wild west and open. You know, yeah, for, but that was back when you had to you had to, just to get to YouTube, you had to go through eighteen white supremacist websites. <laughs> like that was kind of what it was. Know, if you go to the dark web now, the dark, the dark web is exactly how the, the internet used to be before. Like the the fucking shopping mall took over it, so it's kind of interesting. And you know what the crypto world w was, but it's becoming infiltrated too. It also was that way. I loved it because I had yeah. to do the work to find the truth instead of being yeah. told what to think. And that's my biggest thing with the how. How do we get to? How do we? How do we help humans once again realize that you are in control of only what you feel, think, do. How you act, you're in control of that, not corporate. Yeah, guys, America. we're driving the meat sack. Like yeah. your soul is driving the meat sack, and that soul does, according to our founding documents yes. of the United States of America and a lot of other countries now, because of the movement we've created. True. Uh, 
our soul belongs to us. We that is what we ha- that's essentially what we have at the end of the day is our soul and our meat our meat vehicle. But you don't even have control over the meat that's vehicle. That's what we own. You literally only have control yeah. over the meat vehicle. Your control of your meat vehicle has been heavily influenced. Not talking about you have no you control have what happens to your body. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you have no but you do have control of how you think, feel, your yeah. opinions. You have control over all of that and you're letting people manipulate yeah. it. Your that, soul, your consciousness, yes. whatever you want to your call attitude. it, your spirit. There's something inside of this meat sack that Separates us it. from the rest of the animal kingdom, I and we, we own agree. that, and that's part of the American documents. Yes, the it great is. American founding documents, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all these the things. Declaration, the all Declaration of, of Independence. It was basically to say, "Fuck you, power structure. We own ourselves, and not we're you." Determine it. You're supposed to determine our You're supposed to protect those inherent rights, and that's gotten yeah. so far from that. Like I was telling you the other day, our Declaration's written on hemp. You can't even grow hip and I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, it's why, unfortunate. You why can't is the government, why do people with the most powerful, most power get to oppress us to, with their ideologies? That's they, Yeah, exactly. Why do they get why to Why do they get to that? Was that. The, that's completely contradictory to what we started here in America. So how do we change it? Uh, but again. I want to know how. Let me break this down again. Okay, like, we talked down. about, me and you talked about this before, yes. the, before we started recording. We but I think it's important to realize that um, the government is beholden to those documents. Uh, yes, they are. They but exist because of there's them. a subset of ruling class that isn't, a.k.a. the corporations who have bought the government. Because they have no... They are not beholden no. to those documents. As we've seen with the Twitter bans and the these energy companies doing whatever they want and these food companies doing whatever they want the and indivi- these drug companies doing whatever they want. Complete impunity. The individual people in them are beholden yeah. to the documents. So, you're right, the entity themselves aren't. How do we spread those principles into the quote-unquote private market? Because I really think it, the market also should be beholden to the ideas we've started in America because now we know that that's who's really trying to take control of it. So why aren't they beholden to the First Amendment? Why aren't they beholden to the Second Amendment? Why aren't they beholden to just fucking basic equality? I think it's a lot that's of not how they, that's not how they virtue, operate. Though, Brady. You have to help people rediscover their individual power and also their obligation mm-hmm. to their community without being told how to do it by some outside entity. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, do, well, I mean, do we, me. do we have a podcast that no one listens to so that eventually it'll catch up? Like, well, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, yeah, no. I wish people I mean, yeah. would realize how much power they have, but also that power without an obligation to something is stupid. Because as evidenced the by the yeah, corporations. Yeah, we've seen how that turns you, out. The yeah. word cosmopolitan has the word polis in it. Politics actually means community. Like, you're part of a community, and yeah. so your actions well, affect others. I, I don't remember if I said this on the while recording or not, but... It's like um, most people just kind of focus on mm-hmm. let's get through our government-sponsored education and then we'll go through our bank-sponsored yeah. education and then we'll get a, focus on our career so that way we can make sure our family's set if you even have a family get a or myself. So and I can... there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of just the basic rules we follow in society. That's how society is now. Okay. It's kind of just like the framework of living life right now in the United States. And that's cool. But at the same time, we also need to all be statesmen. We yeah. all need to be a part of this, this, these politics. Not just for with our votes, but with our actions and with our, our conversations that we have with people. And then it's we got to stop being so divided on these things and actually come together and come up with good good things for all of us. And that's one of the problems right now. Is like 
nobody's unifying anymore. And it's, God, it's so cheesy talking about unity. And, no, but I know what you mean. We've really, ceded our we, responsibility we to corporatocracy. Yeah. We've ceded it. We, we have. We were like, you know what? Here's a proxy vote. You go do it for me. Exactly. Right? Literally, that's what we've done. And that's sad because that means we can't be bothered to take we the can't. responsibility. And is it because we've got such a nice hamster ball? Kind of, yeah. Like, In a way. Because realistically, our lives, people complain about 2020. Our lives are not that bad. There's, and now we all go through bad things. But just like Gina Carano, we've kind of done this to ourselves. We have. In a way. Because it we've... Doesn't we've, mean the reasons are wrong. We've brushed the responsibility off onto people who should not have business having these responsibilities. Okay, order, well, I in, don't in, want in, corporate America mechanism. to be my proxy vote anymore. I would no. like to be my own vote. Well, we, all, we already know, uh, because of the way it's happened over the years... Unfortunately, our individual vote doesn't actually matter. It really does boil down to the corporate vote. It does. We are a corporatocracy in America right we now. We are. It's a duopoly, it's, it's, too. It's just... Because of how all of these companies have merged, uh, basically, in every industry, you have your big heads. They have gotten as big as they possibly can legally without being an actual monopoly. Mm -hmm. Thank God there is still regulators who will stop that from happening. But all of these different companies have gotten as big as they possibly can and rule every industry. Point taken. And they all kind of work together and do little deals. Like Pepsi and Coke, you can't tell me they don't wheel and deal together. They really do. Oh. Or like... Um, uh, they own our Pfizer and that. What's the other fucking? Well, there's Bayer. Company? There's um. Yeah. There's um, or, uh, British Petroleum. Like AT and T and Comcast. Yeah. Of course they work together. Verizon's a big because they can't merge anymore. They legally cannot get any bigger. So of course they wheel and deal together to make things happen. Well, and that's. You think five G just happened because? I think things happen slower. I'm not saying five G is bad, but it's just the new big tech thing that they've done. You think that they, you don't think they worked together to implement that infrastructure? Hell, they yes, they did. Well, and that's my point. Is it's like we've seeded all of that. Yeah. So how do we get it back? I, I I just how do we fight the duopoly? Because I am tired of being divided from all my people. I don't have to get along we with everybody to, to still to. work with them. I've worked with lots of personalities. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have the answer. No, it's a very big problem, and it requires it. a very big solution, and a lot of nuance, and a lot of details, that, and a lot of money. It is also not all black of those and things white. of which I don't have on my own. It's not black and white, and people definitely and, not. And that's part of the problem with the Twitter mob is everything seems to be very black and white, or you need to be ostracized and silenced. Yeah, and I, I, I maybe we should start yeah. there. I, well, I want people. Uh, the to other thing we need to do people. is that's a, that's we have to stop having teams, guys. We're on Team Human. Yeah, the team thing. We're not on Team Republican, Team Democrat. This isn't a fucking football game let's okay? quit treating it like it quit that fucking giving these people power by supporting their teams we are the team guys we the people that's why it says in the very first fucking line we the people they never that's do. the team we're on they just say and if we're not going to be on that team then what the fuck's the point well and haven't you figured out i figured it out as a young age they just promise to get in then they do whatever they want absolutely every time they why say what you want to hear to get votes it's all about these fucking votes to why these do people we, why don't we hold them accountable and guess who guess who designs the system Guess who designs who we vote for? That's the corporate people buying them. And it's, They're the ones that own the, the, the fucking media channels. They're the ones that own these companies that we all use or whatever. And But they're the ones that can easily manipulate how we vote. And those votes are what's important to these politicians. And it's about to get works. a lot worse. They're, gonna, they're talking the about game. passing H.R. House Resolution 1 and Senate Bill 1. Go read the 732 oh. pages, guys. You think we? You think for years it's been a farce that we have free and fair elections, anyways? But this is going to put it on steroids. Oh my God! There will never be another yeah. election after this ever where it'll be actually they, what the people want. Because again, yes, Trump was a bought-out puppet, but he was a different 
He was, he, he was working for different companies. Let's he, just put he it that didn't, way. He wasn't part so, of the Beltway. Exactly. For, so they want to prevent another incident, let's just say. I'm sure they've all got together in a boardroom and talked about this or on a fucking, on a chat site or whatever because of the corona. They were on a Zoom call. Or how about even if, how you feel about Trump or any of that, take that out of the equation and just look and see how the people in power reacted when someone who wasn't part of their consortium was actually in charge. Mm-hmm. They and fucking panicked. They lost their minds. Absolutely lost And they did minds. all sorts of things. Like, they they started wanna, operating out of the shadows. Do you want to just start a precedent <laughs> to just start the opposing party every single time they get someone in, they're going to do kabuki theater. Instead of actually dealing with what we need to deal with, they're just going to mm-hmm. be like, impeachment time. That's the other thing. Is it's all theater on our actual, the issues that actual us, we the people, we don't see any actual change to those issues, do we? We just no. see this dog and pony show, a bunch of talk and Making hype. noise. But really, they're still just doing the same thing, which is uh, raising the military-industrial complex budget to go to keep us in war so they can sell guns and fighter jets to Israel and whatever. Uh, and that's then just they, a small example. But anyway, um, and then, you, you and then they, to keep raising the prices of drugs in America, particularly, because yeah. the other countries don't play ball like that. No. Um, so we're paying for their discount. And aren't you tired of being so patronized by drugs. people? Like, I, I don't want to be patronized by them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just taking us for granted that we're going to go along with things. We do go along Because we do. So that's the problem. I know. And, and it's like, how, I know everybody's Because we think that we have to make a vote. We think that our only way to change shit is to vote Democrat or vote Republican. And when, when we don't like what the Republicans do, we vote Democrat. It yes. happens. It's a, it always flips. Like, we, we had Obama, and then we had right. Trump. Who's, left, then we had Biden. Right. Now we're going to get another Republican ne- next election. I guarantee it. And then each little increment, we get a little more totalitarian. Exactly. Which is what happens because to we're all still Because we're still... Because the companies... That fund these politicians, they fund the Republicans and the Democrats. Go look at their balance sheets. Uh-huh. They have to publish it still. I would like to know what they do that they don't publish because they oh, all God. have shell corporations. Oh yeah, all around you got to follow the money. And, and it's like that's and then you not lose a conspiracy. Your mind you yeah. Well, that. and I don't want to do that. I want to work. I want to spend what little human capital I have, little energy capital, on doing good things. Yeah. So I, I I'm really doing a lot of research, guys, and thinking and reflecting on what exactly I can help do. That's not arrogant. That's not me trying to oppress people with my will and opinions, but actually lifting people up and valuing theirs just as much as mine. And I think a lot of it is we've got to find the universal truths that we hold evident together again. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we all agree on and can work together on? And sure, let's go ahead and fight and argue, but let's quit being so damn mean to each well, other. Well, I've noticed that this, no matter what our ideologies are, especially in the voting game, yeah, we all kind of have the same ideas. We, we all have the same issues we face as a, as a, as a people mm-hmm. in this country. We we all mostly agree on we should probably not destroy the planet. We all mostly agree on. Yeah, we do. Almost everybody agrees that fucking you shouldn't go bankrupt just because you got, went to the hospital. That's and, insanely stupid. And I think most we we I think we what we disagree on is 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 the to solutions to these problems. But we all at least face the same problems, and we all agree what those problems are. That's one thing we can all agree on. So let's I've not focus on these little minuscule yeah. problems used to keep us divided. Yeah. Let's vote like ecology. I love ecology. I love taking care of the planet. Like my house, mm-hmm. I like to do things as naturally as I can in a way that's at least destructive. Yeah. Why can't we all just individually decide that together, work together, and do stuff like that instead of letting these panderers tell us how to combat all of this stuff? Yeah. Because you have people on the right. <laughs> and why do we have to do anything? Why, why can't we do anything without being told by the government that's what we need to do? What is th- with that? And also, why is that our why is that our driving force? Wasn't it Milton, Was it Reagan or Milton Freeman that said that if the government was put in charge of the Sahara, there'd be a shortage of sand? 
<laughs> Sorry, that's a good one. Well, they'll never, ever, ever run something as good as groups of people can without their interference. Absolutely. Ever. Like, they'll always wreck it. You know why, okay, like, people are talking about how expensive college is. It didn't used to be that way until the government got into the student loan game. Absolutely. Because they created a monopoly. And now people, schools can just, okay, one of my friends is in college over at Eastern. She told me that they're not allowed to be on campus. They just all got, they want to charge them a $3,500 fee per student for the dorms. They're not allowed to Excuse use me? them. Yes. Well, that so means more loans. That that works really good for those banks. Well, it's just the whole college. Because <laughs> the, the banks get paid no matter what. It's the 21st the century. We don't need a 19th century education model. Can uh, we please evolve? That's something we do need to evolve. And we all know that now you don't have to actually go to the college to... To have the classes. With just the get up on the internet. With the exception of lab-based things, yeah. do you really need to be in a classroom to talk about psychology? Read the material, discuss it online, move about there, your day. There is a lot of academia that can be done remotely now. With, and but there's also a lot of hands-on stuff that you still need to have. Oh, a, a, like, let's just say a practice setting. A biology lab is important. It's yeah. really hard to theoretically know the, how to dissect. A especially specimen. in the sciences, you really need a, a, to be there. a safe location to practice. Yes, but do you need to spend all that money? Hell fucking no, you shouldn't have to spend God. that much money. It should not cost as much as it does. It's just insane. Yeah, but that's the, where we are. Well, there's one area that we Do you think it should on. cost that much to go to the goddamn doctor? Do you think? Do you think you should have to have medical insurance? No. No, you should be able to just give your but doctor. But you, if you ask the insurance companies, they probably have a million and one excuses as to why it should be like this, and that uh, we need to give money to these insurance companies. I would like to really think about how that works. Why are we paying into a pool of money because healthcare is so expensive? Why? why let's look at the problem. First of all, we shouldn't even have insurance. No. For that. Maybe we should, it should just be cheap. We should like just be able to pay insurance. for it. You can pay so much of money to have if you have a really big thing. Yeah, I guess it's different. Like, okay, uh, yeah, you get in a car wreck and you're fucked in the ICU. Well, well what I'm talking about is there's there, a difference be a, between uh, insurance <laughs> and healthcare. And until we divide that, we got problems. Yeah. Because insurance, like, say if you break your body up, get, say you fall off a ladder and you crash your cranium and you have to be in the ICU for yeah. a while, that's going to cost. No matter if health healthcare is cheap or expensive. Mm -hmm. That's what insurance should be for. Not if you need to go get your arm set. Or not if you have a pre-existing medical condition that you had no control over because that's the way you were born with. And all of a sudden you have to be bankrupt the rest of your life because of that? Or other How people... How the fuck does that make any sense? That's not fair. Well... And I'm not going to say life is fair, but at the same time, like... That's not okay. Like insulin's been around a while. Control. It should not. Cost yeah, the, so you know, much. The, I post. I, I tweeted a video that I I retweeted a video. Of this guy, it broke my fucking heart. It was this this twenty four year old kid, and he was quite upset that uh, his insulin prices went back up. Yeah. And to and a, he, to an astronomical level, most of us couldn't afford. No. But he wasn't. He was born with the diabetes. He didn't choose to get the diabetes. Also, it it's does not, like we choose not those cost ailments. that much to manufacture insulin. I refuse to believe it cost that much. Fuck, it does not at all. It's been around a while. We're paying for everybody else's discount because Canada doesn't play that game. They go, no, we, we, we're going to afford this. We are paying we're, for that. Our citizens will afford this insulin. You know, I'd like to believe that so our government could come together and discount. help do that. But the thing is, I don't. I don't believe it because everything they touch, they run because of the profit-driven aspect of government. Yep. Housing? Look what has happened to housing. Can you go buy a house right now? Fuck no, I can't go buy a house right now. I couldn't afford the down payment. And then because of regional could, differences... Our family wages, could easily afford the mortgage payment, 
But we can't afford the down payment to get the loan. Because of Dodd-Frank, you have money. to have the 20%. 20%. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of busy taking care of I had to, and I bought my house a different way. but And there are ways to do it. But there are definitely a lot of different ways to get to own real estate. But, but conventionally. Essentially, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it requires a degree of capital. Yep. And that's not easy to come by anymore. No. We're, we're, we're seriously fighting for scraps here. If you're just a normal person. Well, in, in Idaho, we're dealing with an onslaught, a wave of people coming here to get away from the place oh, they wrecked. God, you and guys so don't they even have know. inflated the housing prices uh, beyond what a person working away Our real before. estate market, and it's particularly in North Idaho, I'm we're, sure it's the same down south. But it's Boise, it is too. Holy crap, man. We've got a... Yeah. Got a problem. Like I'm not gonna do a modest two bedroom house in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, is like five hundred fucking thousand dollars now. Yep. Whereas in Spokane, it's to maybe two hundred fifty thousand, which is still astronomical for. I guess the I actual should, like what you're getting. I guess I should thank all of the Californians for making me a millionaire, but honestly, I would rather have <laughs> it be. Yeah. I would rather yeah. have it be where people can exist and Perfect. be free than than this. This is disgusting because you know what? It'll eventually. They'll run out of equity because what's happening mm -hmm. is they're selling their houses for what's a normal price there, which is nine hundred thousand for the two bedroom. That's insane. They're coming here with their equity, spending dropping four, five, six hundred thousand on our limited amount of houses available. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is they're gonna run out of their equity to spend on their tractors and their fun things. And oh hell yeah. And then come find out, oh, wages are only thirteen to fifteen dollars here. And then there's gonna be foreclosures forever. Yeah. Forever. But these people don't operate on a wage basis. Most of them that have the ability to move out of California and buy a house somewhere else. Like they're pretty good. They're, the well, they're that, well off. They're, yeah, but when the market the right eventually corrects, they're gonna lose a lot of capital. Uh huh. And then what are they gonna if do? If the market corrects, because I think now it's just. Fun. Do you think it's just math? I think it's just math. We it's are, obviously just we've math. We've been in a bull market on the stock market for twelve years. When does it stop? Like, it doesn't because they keep it. They manipulate it again. It's it, 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 a lot of it boils down to the Federal Reserve. They're the ones that kind of. Oh, I know. They keep money normally circulating instead of like. The way it is now, where it's actually insane. I read a whole bunch of like. They're the ones that take that insanity and they just and they plug it back into the, the, <laughs> the system to grow it. Yeah. I read this it's huge a, article. They, they're geniuses. Let's put it that way. They really are. I they're, read this huge article that had all these charts because it was comparing and contrasting us at the same point before the dot com bubble burst, and it had all of these figures. Right. Yeah. We're right there. But it's weird because now, instead, they didn't infuse cash into the system the last time. Mm -mm. They have infused an incredible amount of money to, into the system to prop it up. And it's like, are yeah. they getting ready to crash it so massively that they can institute a new global system? I sometimes think that might well, be what they're doing. look at the Great Reset. We've covered that a couple yeah, times now. It's um, terrifying. I don't want to be in that world. Yeah. I want to change the world it's, differently. It's less about the idea of the Great Reset and more about who's actually doing it. Who's driving it. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about... Well, it's not like, we the people... If it's not like we the people are going, we need a reset. It's these big fucking groups who probably caused the problem in the first place. Yes. And they're like, well, well, I think we need a reset. I'm the super, numbers aren't working anymore, I'd so let's reset excited. the numbers and we'll go. We'll just go back to square one or we'll whatever. Go to square. I'd be super excited to reset if it was all of us deciding to do it. Yeah, but no, it's the, the, literally the world central bank. And then all of the other countries who were involved in the Great Reset. And Central it's not Bank. even the countries; it's individual. Yeah. It's these groups, these shadow groups. The Davos Group and the Bilderberg Group well, and, and the, the big financial groups out there that they think that they know what's best tanks. for individuals really chaps me. Like mm -hmm. it's like, who are you to disagree? And it's not like they're they they haven't put themselves on our level and talked to us. No, they just do it. They're like, well, we're better than everybody. We've we've got this far, so we we know what's best. Well, and what makes me no, sad... Joe down the road working at the gas station doesn't know better. He's just a plebe. He's just a plebe. So we'll, 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 we'll decide what's best for Joe yes, down sir. the road at the gas station. What makes me sad about it, Brady, is I think a lot of them actually 
are benevolent. Like they, they think that they can see the train wrecks coming. They might not even have instituted it, but now they're on board or maybe they did. Yeah. And they're like, we have to fix this because the world can't handle it. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to, I'm not going to speak It's hard to gauge them. the intentions. It's yeah. hard to gauge the, it's hard to gauge the, uh, like if it's right or wrong. I just don't like it. The, the, the ethics. It's hard to gauge the ethics. It is. But maybe it's because we've never actually talked to them. Because maybe, the, let's just say hypothetically that these are good people. Okay, doing let's this. do let's do a little hypothetical here. How can I trust them? I know they don't know what's best. They for haven't them. given me a reason to trust them. If they are good, they haven't shown their face really even. I don't know. I know so that it's not like the, it's like they almost just don't know how to create a good campaign or something to. Like, well, when you read their website, it just pisses me off because it's, it's all just, fucking. Hey, I hate the language talk. so much. I hate that fluffy talk. I would like to hear what they really just think. give us an actual breakdown. Tell us what you talk about in your board meetings yeah, or like, whatever meetings a... you guys have. Just give us the goddamn rundown, the literal details. We don't get that. We get this fluffy talk. Well, it's because I, I, I feel like talk. there's an arrogance that comes with power that I'm too stupid to understand what you're talking about. And maybe At I least am. give us the opportunity. That's my thing. Educate us. That's the big thing. Yes, If Davos you think we're too people. stupid, educate us. Davos group people, come talk to us about this. No, because obviously they don't want to because otherwise they would. I don't know. Maybe they if don't you know and I exist. can figure out the fact that we should be educated on this, then that means they don't want us to be because they, of course, they've thought about it. They're not stupid. Yeah, that's why that's, they're in that position. That they're not that means stupid. there's oh, you know what? That means their ideas will never work though because they're discounting individual human beings. Mm -hmm. Okay, like when you the second your ideas cross into the realm where you don't value everyone's opinion. Even if it's wrong, then your idea is doomed to fail because humans will always yeah. rise against oppression because good That's ideas true. don't require force. That's true. And they're gonna, they're forcing their ideas on us. In I don't sense, care what yeah. they Well, they are because they're controlling. We have the illusion of, of uh, a choice or whatever, but that's not really true. No, I, I don't think illusion. we've had... We, we do get to make individual... We get to make a choice on how we feel and behave and act. Absolutely. But as far as how we get to determine our lives, there's we're getting our choice squeezed in on us on all sides. The mm -hmm. Rona was a good example. Oh, yeah. You don't get the choice. We didn't even get the chance to decide for ourselves what's best for the public health. No. no. That, that was decided by Dr. Fauci or whatever. And then the little fiefdoms, the, the public health utility. You know, uh -huh. and I am okay And then the with... news came and went and made us scared to go against the grain. Because you're a bad person. Because they decided what's best for us. And you know what? I love public health. I believe public health exists for a I mean, reason, that, which is to look educate. At the, look at the language. Public health. Yeah. But what's wrong I... with... The, there's nothing wrong with public health. We should all be healthy. But a public... <laughs> in, but an un unelected official getting to d tell you what to do... It's the most anti-American thing ever. And then they'll bring up, but in Australia, they have no case. You know what? We're not all Australia. fucking Australia. And, in, and they're like, all these people could have been saved if you did A, B, C, and D. Yeah. It's like, no, now we have empirical evidence that places that did A and places that did B, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. um, you, it's a fucking virus. Well, and even beyond that, it's like, I don't, things are deadly, yes. Viruses don't care about ideologies. No, they don't. And you have to give people a choice. And yes, I know people that are smart. This is infuriating because people make stupid choices. Uh, but at well, the end not, of the day, the second... We're not the people. In the second of the day, though, if you steamroll people, you're just going to set yourself up for failure. Because now people aren't going to listen to public health people because of the way they approach this, yeah. like, little dictators. Especially when they lie. Literally. They, they literally even, They lie. even came out and admitted to lying at first. That erodes your... Whether... Okay, here's... This is why the saying exists that uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Because look what they... The CDC or whatever. The, was it the CDC? Yeah. Where they were like, um, don't wear masks because they 
thought that there would be a big shortage in the in the healthcare industry with masks. They wanted the healthcare workers to be. Why not protect- just say and that? And that makes sense. Yeah, couldn't you just tell us the truth and we would have made our decision? Maybe we shouldn't flood the market or whatever, you know. Maybe we shouldn't go out and all buy masks. Because I'm pretty sure we would have all agreed, and I'm sure, I think this is or true, the majority that is. maybe we should leave some of those masks for the healthcare workers, especially if we were enticed to buy them. But they lied. Instead, they went, don't wear masks. Because of their intentions were good, but the results were bad. They lied. Well, and then how can we trust them after that? Then it became a train wreck. This is why I think this gave credence to the to the conspiracy people out there. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I look at the now days. I look at the ones that are actually true. Well, you you. But now it's like evidence. hard to tell. You weigh the evidence. I do. I try. I try. Well, let's, let's talk about. Masks. But there is conspiracies In that are real. In the World War II, we grew victory gardens so we could help keep the food for the troops. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not come out and say, "Hey, guys, we need the masks for the first responders, the people on the yeah. ground," and you guys go sew masks. Do you know? I know many, all sorts of people. How many altruistic? How many altruistic people would have like figured out a way to get more masks to these people? We figured out how to make hand sanitizer at microbreweries. I think Americans yeah, can figure a, out how to make masks. From our, or there's a story did. that's important to tell right now, and that's yes. just that I don't remember the name. Of the company, but it's not important. There's a company over you in Spokane. You can look it up. Just Google it. It's our, it's, our, it's our sister city in a way, Spokane, Washington. We love Spokane. Right over the border. Yep. Uh, there was this brewery there that was sell. They made and sold hand sanitizer because they had, you know, the byproduct from making the alcohol you drink. Yep. You know, they Let's turned see. that into hand sanitizer. Methanol. And they did this just because. Yes. And then they don't think they even profited from it. I think they actually donated all of the proceeds from that. Well, and that's pretty amazing. Whatever. I don't know what charity or whatever, but they donated the proceeds from selling the hand sanitizers, but they just recognized um, people need hand sanitizer right now. And if I don't think Purell can fucking generate enough for the demand right now. Okay, the the byproduct. But they got in trouble, by the way. At first, they they got got slapped with a fine because of some weird licensing bullshit. But I think they settled that. I think they went to the lawmakers and, and pleaded their case. And I think they ended up not having to pay that fine. But unfortunately, they can't sell the hand sanitizer anymore. But at least they were willing to help out. And that's another yeah. stupid thing. But the byproduct of free will and self-determination is that you're always going to have misery. Mm-hmm. The system will always have people that are... Because you know what? Free will means that you're going to make bad decisions too. So we're always going to have the poor. We're always going to have this. But you know what we can do is mitigate that. Like I read about 3D printed yeah. food the other day. Neil Stephenson in the Diamond Age talked about... People were still poor, but there were matter generators, which I feel like is a 3D printer that they could print food, util- uh, furniture, clothing. Mm-hmm. We're getting to that. So we were, we're going to mitigate the misery of being poor. We already have. The poor people that I saw out in the street still had food and clothes. So we've gotten one step. Now we need to fix the housing thing. We're working on it. But we're still always going to have misery because free will exists. Yeah. I want the choice. I think... Before, instead of them telling me what to do. It, I don't want to live in a non-free will system. I thought about this the other day in depth. Okay. Um, I think... I'm going to create a hypothetical here to explain my it's point. It's part of hypothesis. Inevitable... My mouth. Not enough coffee. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, inequality is inevitable mm-hmm. relatively, let's say. Because... Th- because okay, I'm gonna, here's my Here's my hypothetical. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying this is a good idea or it should happen, but I'm just saying to make my point. We're theorizing. Let's pretend that everybody is given an equal chunk of land when they're born. Globally. I know where this is going. Well, guess what? Even if pure people are dictating what land people get. Let's just say it's not even 
Let's just say nobody gets a choice. It's just given to you. You okay, just, it's you an just happen to get you, what you get. You're popped out of a but you're born with a certain amount of land. land or something. Yep. Okay. Guess what? Some land has more resources. Some land isn't even inhabitable. Someone's going to get shit into the stick and get stuck with some land in the middle of the Sahara Desert, right? And some humans aren't good with their resources. Read the prodigal yeah. son. So let's just put it that way. Even if we're given equal opportunity on the paper... It's not going to actually be equal. Life. Some people's land is going to have a big oil reserve underneath it. Also, life is not equitable. So how is that equal? It's not. And you can't make the playing yeah. field equal because we're not equal in our attributes either. Some people no, that's are impulsive. They're going to take that land and gamble it on a sports game. Mm-hmm. So, But the thing is, is there's people out there that are benevolent that'll be like, hey, if that person's hungry, here's a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So the equation does get balanced. It's just, I think we've gotten away from we're ceding our authority to entities, to in the non-government organizations, to corporations, mm-hmm. to the government itself, instead of having the responsibility to do it ourselves. Yeah. When's the last time you And I'm not voluntary? saying inherently that's bad, because no. if you look at how we intended the government to work, Groups of it was going to done. mitigate all that inequality, just inherently. But when we cede our responsibility in it is when the problem yeah. comes. We are letting people make decisions for us instead of helping make those decisions. Exactly. We've, I don't know why. And then now we're so overwhelmed by it. So many generations of it have happened. Where do we even start? Yeah, I was born into an already fucked up establishment. What, what can I do about that? Yeah. It's not my responsibility even. Well, it's like we have to start I, I, I wasn't responsible for the, how that happened anyway. That's I was why born I, in 1990. You know, the Clint. I think that was, what was that, Clinton? That was, that was Bush. That was the, the, that was, that was that the was original, Papa Bush. That was Papa Bush. That was CIA Bush. That was OG Bush. You were right before You're Gulf right. War time. Yeah. I was, but I, that's where I was born. And so, like, I didn't have a say in, like, all the bullshit leading up to right now. I, I just had to deal with it. I, I, you know, when I was 11 years old is when 9-11 happened. Yeah. I definitely didn't have a say in how we reacted to I that. I was 19. I had no choice over it. Almost, literally nobody had a say in how they reacted to that. Do we get a vote on the Patriot Act? No, you were told you were... Our you representatives were, got to vote on the Patriot Act. You were told Act. you hate America if you didn't yeah. go along with it. But that's the thing. is like, guess what, guys? Our representatives voted on the Patriot Act. Not us as people. We didn't get to just go to the ballot. Ballot. I think most of us would have voted against the Patriot Act because as people. But we didn't get that say. It was these people who we had already elected, and we didn't know if they would react properly to it or not, but they just did it, right? They also used the fervor, because there was a fervor in yeah. society that it's time. not. It's not like the people could go out and, as it was happening, go, I don't like my representative's view on this. Let's get another one in there to... You no, we didn't get that opportunity or chance or the time. Well, the to people do it. that it did just happen. The people that did do it were called commies. And uh-huh. They hated America. I hate when. Okay, it's fun to just call someone a commie because it's fun, but realistically, I hate it when they use that to silence dissent. Sometimes I think dissent is always good. <laughs> we need to consider all things. It's really. Uh, I watched the movie Soul recently. Oh, uh, I the Pixar that movie yet. Soul it was yeah. amazing. It's it's but good. there's this funny scene. Okay. And with this like, is coming from Disney, one of the biggest media owners in the world. I like scenes. There's a scene where this 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 uh, little girl is about to give up on on her jazz practice because she, she was just in a in a nihilistic state. That happens moment. to us all. Yeah. And um the the soul that was inhabiting it's really there's a lot of preface to this, but basically the soul that was inhabiting the dude's body, this instructor's body, was kind of very nihilistic. Mm. And it was, she was like that was like my mentor what or, or, Orwell said. Where the the government the government sponsored education is just a, a factory to stifle dissent. Whoa! And coming from a fucking Disney movie, that was whoa. like whoa. whoa. <laughs> and they probably put it in there to be funny. It was a joke, yeah. yeah it was but, one of those jokes still, for adults. That movie was very tailored to adults. Like it had the visuals for kids and everything. 
I was watching it with my daughter, and I don't think she understood half no. of the deep thoughts that was in this movie. Well, I don't yeah. know what Pixar's gotten to this point where they're really making movies for adults now. It seems. I kind of think they always have been, but <laughs> it's good to be on the background for kids. But there's yeah. a lot of deep, deep implications in Pixar movies. Well, now. adults make kids movies. Like, so. look at Wall-E. Oh God! Kids can't understand the I implications still... of that movie. They just see the cute little robots. I still have thoughts about that movie all the time. Like, I'll just be watching. Oh, that movie terrified me. I Every just watched time... it. I I hadn't watched it all the way through until just a few a few days oh, ago. Really? And I was like, oh. And then I, also Big Hero 6 was another one. Oh, that was Really like deep implications, yeah. especially technologically. But yeah. it's like, whoa, man. Max. Some of these things that Disney's peddling right now, whoa. Every time I see the media manipulating a person who almost died or died of corona that is huge... Because yeah. it's most of them and has all these chronic conditions. And I just but, think of Wally and it breaks my heart because people don't have to be that way. Yeah, exactly. But And those people matter to me, too. I just want to think about that, that particular example yeah, that, where we're yes, talking about Orwell. Yeah, Why is Disney, the biggest, one of the biggest companies they, on that's ever existed? Are they laughing at us? How in the world, why did they put that idea out there? Are they, or did one of their workers do a subversive could. How did it get passed? Yet Gina Carano can't talk about the... Uh, negative implications of cancel culture. And she's also right. It always starts with exactly what's happening on Twitter. People banding against people they don't like for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Then they start, then your neighbors turn on you. Because basically the the internet has turned us all into That was neighbors. her whole point. Wait, yeah. Let's break down her point. Let's break down her point. Take away all the fucking ideological bullshit. And that is even about Jews. I don't understand how it was even. I don't even think Jews got offended, did they? I don't know. Uh, it I'm wasn't about Jews. I would they love just to know if the they did. picture of a Holocaust because that's the, okay, the Holocaust is the single greatest example in the history of this phenomenon. That's why we phenomenon. use it so much. Yes, it's, it's also horrifying. It was one of the biggest evils ever There's portrayed by humans. There's a Holocaust happening with the Uyghurs right now. It kind of, yeah. What, what does Holocaust mean? Will you look that up so we can actually... Look at the exact, the exact definition of Holocaust. Because I like exact definition. Well, Let's do it. Because I want to truly break down the point she was making because I don't think it was inherently bad. A destruction think, or slaughter on a mass scale, especially caused by fire or nuclear war. Oh, <laughs> fire. Well, hold on. I'm there wasn't that much fire in. It, or historical, a Jewish. How much oh, napalm was actually dropped in World War II? Historically, it was a Jewish sacrificial offering that was burned completely on an altar. So it has a historical. Oh, that's it. Oh, so it, and so it was ironic. The irony there. Yeah. Because okay. I don't think that he called. I don't even think Hitler referred to it as the Holocaust, did he? No, we, it was the final solution to them. We um we it, wasn't uh, that what it was called let originally? Me bring up her. Hitler called it the final solution. Because of his eugenics fucking idea. He just wanted... What it was is all final solutions come out of envy. And let's just be honest. Jewish people, historically, they have been treated terribly, but they always Absolutely. do well. Absolutely. They always do well, and then people become envious. And then we get that. Because this mm -hmm. is... Okay, Russia, same thing. Watch Fiddler on a Roof. That on the roof. That is Fiddler what happened roof. to the Russian people, Jewish people. They got pushed out, too. Mm -hmm. Because eventually... Yeah, they were, they, every reason. time they settled somewhere, they were fucking pushed out. Yeah, the only place... Whatever that, reason... They, the only place it hasn't happened is here. I don't understand normal people's, like, aversion to the Jews at the time. I wasn't... I didn't... I wasn't alive at that point in time. And it's hard to understand what we're taught about it. Because we're not given a, the full picture, I don't well, think. In, it, I, yeah. in, in our government-sponsored education, we weren't given the entire picture. We well, have to kind of find actual, that for ourselves. Here's the actual tweet, but I can't believe... So read her tweet. Okay, her tweet was, Jews were beaten canceled. in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. And she put a sad emoji. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made them, 
or first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? How is that's that? That's the thing. It's not different. Well, and that's what I want to know because I, I I see here tweets that got her fired, and then they're like anti-Semitic. I'm like, that's not. I don't anti- understand what's anti-Semitic about it. I would like someone to explain it to Can me. Can someone please seriously email go i the show at gmail.com and explain to me in an actual logical way, not. Not a bunch of fucking vitriol. Name, or name calling. You want to call me names for 13 minutes me. first. That's fine because you can't hurt But explain to me how but. that's anti-Semitic. If, if I could get some Jewish people to explain to me why that's anti-Semitic, that would be great. Because, okay, Borat just made a movie, multiple movies, you know, about like, and he's, <laughs> that and that great. was for satire, which as a grown up, I understand it. I found it historical. So the thing is, this is actually talking about a concept. It's not even talking, yeah, it's, not, it's talking it, about the concept of It's just using the Jews being persecuted in World War II as an example. And it started with It doesn't neighbors. say she supported that. I know. Where it, in this, where in this is the idea that Gina Carano supported the Nazis because that's what they're trying to say she did. And I don't even, how where go, go on our Twitter and call us names first, and then actually have a conversation with <laughs> yeah. us. I know people sometimes have to call names to give them the courage to talk about an idea, <laughs> and I'm okay. That's with fine. It. Go ahead. I don't names. Know. It's don't not going to hurt, hurt me. me. I know you can't. It's you not going to hurt me. Did I tell you I was going to live forever? That was some great philosopher said that. I think it was. Did I tell you I was going to live? Yeah, forever, like right? I'm not. A, I'm not immortal. So go ahead and call me your names. <laughs> but I want to know. How your neighbors getting the government to come after you because of your political views is anti-Semitic. You know. I actually... And, and guys, think about this for a second. If it was really anti-Semitic, okay? I don't even... Here's, know her, here's how she reacted to this. She went to Ben Shapiro, a prominent Jew. He's extremely Super embedded. Super Jew. Yeah. He's extremely embedded in the in his beliefs of Judaism. Now you can argue which sect of Judaism he blah 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 blah. They, Is he they, pretty Zionist? Even they're divided in their beliefs. Oh, they all it, it's are. Kind of how it works. And, I think Same with the any religion. Point. There's a lot of sects of religions that are divided in their beliefs. The but tribal, at the end of the, the day, tribalism is very strong Sha- in the Middle East. Ben Shapiro <laughs> is admitted to be a prominent Jew, oh. very strong believer and follower of his faith. Okay, yes. and yes. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I I I agree with some of the things he says. Oh, you're going to get canceled. I don't care. He's made some good points. I know. And he's made bad ones. And he's made bad ones. Because he's a human. Because he's a human. I know. Okay, continue. Sorry. Like, I don't get why he wears a goddamn yarmulke at certain times a day and blah, blah, blah. These stupid little laws that... I'm sorry I call it stupid, but come on, really. Well, Why do you do that? Tradition but it's, in, it's embedded it's in their okay. tradition. Whatever. Go ahead yeah. and do that. I'm but not going to judge you for that. she went to a Jewish dude who's she now making a movie a, with him. He's going to make a movie with Jada Carano. So how is the... What did she say that was anti-Semitic? Someone point this out. I think that they're just using these goddamn bud, buzzwords to get us to hate her because she's there's truth embedded in what she said. Do you know there is? Because act- I think that... What if that is their agenda? She's actually proved her point. Yeah. That's if, the funny part. What if that is her agenda? I think there's people mad enough on Twitter and hate her enough that would actually stone her to death in the public square because of her opinion. They, they literally would, I think. I know. And they would burn the her on a stake that's and point. call her a witch. And it's like, do you see that you actually made her point valid? They don't see that. No, they're But it is the way it played to, out. That's the chess move. She got him in a chess move. Again, don't we can all boil the, down to chess. Don't let the d- members of the duopoly use <laughs> the you. duopoly. Well, they're using yeah, you. They are. Use your own but brain. But guys, can, can we see that that might be their actual agenda? Even Because again, most- five companies own every piece of yeah. media, uh, yeah. uh, aside from a few podcasts and a few little news articles and stuff. But almost every everybody in the world has watched something or constantly watches something made by these sketchy five companies. I know. 
And well, let's, I gotta bring them and up. And also, again, what you like, put into you. My mom has told yeah. me this since I was a little kid, and I kind of agree with her. I agree with you, mom. What you put into your body, into your brain, into your mind, it has an effect on you. Dun- Duncan Trussell was doing an interview with Joe Rogan, okay. and he and Joe came to this awesome conclusion that I love conclusions. Um, information. Is, it's it's just like when you uh, how you decide what food to put in your body. Mm-hmm. Some food is bad for you and will poison you. Yeah. Some information is bad for you and will poison you. So if you just constantly get shit information in your body, your mental health is going to suffer. So if you're in a Twitter echo chamber all the time, mm-hmm. take a step out of it. Why you know in what? the world do they create their echo chambers in the first place? It's, it's obvious that it's bad. They can't see it because they're in the dopamine drip. And also you can't use parts of your brain when you're in a rage state all the time. The logical part. I think that's a lot of it. Just stay there. Here, here's a point I'm going to make. Even the most radical, hardcore Antifa leftist that wants to blow people up and hit them with rocks, or the most fundamentalist righty that thinks everybody should pray to Jesus twice a day and not have anything but 20 and children. Not all born I would still sit with you at a table and serve you a piece of my cake and listen to you because you're a human people. Party. I would. <laughs> I just, Brady and I are going to have German chocolate cake after this. Oh, We're hungry after delicious. this brain thing. I would my, love to give a Nazi a piece of German, German cake and have him explain to me exactly why they believe that way. What was, what led up to that? What was their life like? And not validating. It's important though, you guys, because how can we stifle bad ideas if we don't understand where they come from? Like in our first episode, the guy that helped turn 200 Klansmen just by taking them out to dinner. Mm-hmm. People are people. They're individual people. And this group yeah. thing thing is destroying us. And I'm so heartbroken by it. Like, why are we allowing this? I got into a debate with some family members the other day because I won't go into any great detail. But the way the desperation, because they're being blamed for everything for being as white males, they're being blamed for literally everything. I'm they're pushing them into a corner of maniac weirdness. And it's like, I had to actually get in a debate and be personally attacked because I'm a hippie, which I'm not. I guess I sort of am. Goddamn hippie. Am. But my biggest what thing- What are they, Nixonists? Well, my thing is, is it's like, you're solving, the sol- your solution <laughs> of coercion and violence is no different than what they're doing to you. That's true. It's not the solution. Yeah. But the problem is, is people that are backed in a corner are dangerous, Brady. And they're backing them in a corner on purpose, mm-hmm. I think, because there's far more of them um, Tim Dillon, okay. last week on his podcast, was talking about this. And he has every reason to be a hardcore leftist. He's he's uh, homosexual. Mm-hmm. He lives in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of other reasons, too. He's white and he's male. Oh. He has every reason to put himself in to that. the far left. Yes, yes. But he doesn't. What he talks about, though, last week, what he talked about was like... Um, the reaction to cancel culture has become just as toxic to can- as cancel culture was in the first place. Absolutely. And this causes a big problem because now no results will happen. No. Now it's just pure toxicity. And everywhere. I think the duopoly wants that. Yeah. Because if we're all squabbling over who's the most virtuous or who's got the better point, they can do whatever they want. Uh-huh. Which is what they're doing. They're manipulating the fighters. And like you said, it's like sports. Uh-huh. So they, we got our teams. Uh-huh. Now we're at the bar look fighting at, over whose jersey is better. Look at what happened at the most violent insurrection that's ever happened in the world on this January 6th. The most horrible <laughs> atrocity. The bloodiest battle on on Congress. Oh, God, I hate the buzzwords. I do, too. I was, guys, I, was, I watched the impeachment trial, and it made me fucking sick. Mm. Mm. Both sides made me sick. It's so weird. With their I, fucking I, lies, and their, their I gotta manipulate this video to make people cry so that they are scared of the insurrection, so they vote one way. And then the other side was like, I gotta fucking insult the other side and, I and make to them look like they're stupid so that they vote this way. And it's like, God 
damn, that was toxic. We have the we, whole we fucking have, thing was toxic. We have real pro- problems. But let's look at let's look at that insurrection or okay. whatever you want to call it. When I, think I don't think it really was that. I think that's an exaggeration. Did people get guillotined? Yeah, I think that's no. a, I think it's a gross exaggeration, guys. Here's my argument towards the whole thing. If those people actually wanted to be violent, if it was actually violent, they'd still have the capital. Guys, they were armed. People, more, way more people would have been shot if those people wanted actual violence. They Let's didn't. just put it that way. They would have actually went in there and started shooting the cops and shooting everybody nope. if they had a reason to be actually violent. They weren't trying to be violent. Oh, yeah. I mean, my that's point why is, people on the right always are packing guns. My point is that I, they, they were definitely coerced into being there and they were coerced into their reaction to the election shit. We can argue that all day. But yeah, they, yeah, it was literally like it was going to happen. It was inevitable that there was at least a protest. Let's just put it that way. What? Because what? their ideas were poisoned yep. by one thing or another. Why is it when people on the right get... I think it's because the duopoly is more scared of the people on the right because they are armed yeah. and they're very well organized. They don't infight as much as the left. If you watch mm-hmm. any Antifa protest or Black Lives Matter, a lot of the times there's a lot of infighting. The right tends to not have that as much. So I think they're maybe a little more terrifying to the people Probably, who run everything. Probably, yeah. And so they had to really go over the top. Because I'm not, hey, I, I'm sad. That's that what the, it the was. People, Everything was so over the top. I'm sad that the people, three people died of a heart attack. I think it was two or three. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad, sad that, that every life lost. Got, and, and then the lady that actually was killed was killed by the cops. So, I'm, I'm sad at every life lost on this whole thing. I'm but I didn't, sad I didn't have this visceral reaction to it like everybody else seems to have. No. Like they are trying to create in us. I actually had a visceral reaction yeah. to what they were doing to this, the this event, guy, the manipulation of it. This guy in in the impeachment trial was trying to make it sound like every single person. He said virtually everybody had a visceral reaction to it. I'm like, I didn't. Mm. I know a lot of people who didn't. When the Give me- a single fuck about what happened on that day because it wasn't like when Pearl Harbor got bombed or when 9-11 happened was it like where Man- there was an actual visceral reaction from everybody. Or like Myanmar just recently had a coup where yeah, look at there that. was a coup, which none of us, no one's talking about. It was probably staged by our CIA, That's an by insurrection. The way. That's an That's actual our actual. Did we Guys, have any government change? I watched this uh, video of Noam Chomsky, this fucking weird woo-woo guy. I mean, he's a, whatever. A wanna, he's kind guy. of a woo-woo guy. No, probably- but he's very intelligent. He's just a woo-woo guy, I guess. Whatever. I'm he's just sort of I'm mean just to people, though, and I don't. I'm like kind of joking. I don't but I watched a video last night like of Noam Chomsky breaking down like um, if the Nuremberg principles were applied, mm-hmm. every single president post World War II would be convicted of the same crimes. True. And he was breaking it down. Well, he started with uh, he started with I think it was Eisenhower or something. The guy was interviewing him. I mean, he started with all these examples of military coups that we caused in other countries. Oh, we do it all the time. And, the, and, oh, this coup at the U.S. Capitol. But did, Bull fucking shit, that was a coup. Um, if it was a coup, don't you think change? Trump would still be president, you fucking morons? Did power change hands? Cause, uh, no, it didn't. I, I didn't see that happen that day. But see, that's just it. I, oh, I, God. I, I resent it's the created, doing that to us. It's this, it's this fabricated narrative that it doesn't even exist. That's... It exists in the news. It exists in our documents. It exists in our records now. But in reality, that's not how it fucking was. But when we look back now, when we're twenty, when we're two hundred years in the future, and we look at these history books, and we look at the at the news that was recorded, and the newspapers that were printed or wrote well, online, well, we it's gonna look like an actual insurrection. So this is their point: is they're rewriting history. Both sides are. Yeah, he who writes the textbooks. Right One side of history is saying there was this bullshit election that happened and it was cheated, and the other side of history is saying that. There was an extremely violent terrorist reaction to that. And it's like, <laughs> neither of these things are true. 
No. But when we look back now, it's going to be true because that's what's written in the books. Doesn't it make you wonder about every single historical it absolutely thing you've read does. in your life? Like, what's uh, actual and what isn't? Because I think about it a lot. I gotta go find this, but uh, there was this podcast I was listening to, and this guy was talking about a book he wrote called The Serpent and the Square. I or think something I've heard like of that. that, yeah. And he, he's a guy who goes and um, he looks at these historical events, but he goes and he doesn't look at what the monoliths the monolithic structures write about it. Like the they're the he doesn't look at what's written in stone. What he looks at is like what did people talk about in the public square at the time? Yeah, like so when he goes these and finds letters on. to a family members yeah. and he, he's like does some deep dives. Basically the equivalent of what podcasts are. It sounds like historical archaeology. <laughs> like you're It's exactly what it is. He yeah. he does historical archaeology, but he doesn't look at like what did the government of the time say about what happened? He looks at what did people talk about? What did people argue about with each other in the public square? He's not looking at textbooks. What did normal, everyday average Joe's experience in this time compared to what the monolith says happened? Well, I would like to get a random sample of Americans from all over the country, country people, urban people, suburban people, uh, people of color, all of them, and see what all their opinions are on just one thing. I think it'd be fascinating. Yeah. You could up, do podcasts for hours. Look up the serpent in the square really quick. Because that's Let's what you're talking about. Everybody's perception yeah. we're, is we're, different. We're, everything that's happening in everyday life is way different than what's going on in the news, and there's there's a reason for this, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not always just to control us. It's to control what we look at as history later. The, the narrative. The right? God, the four, the four D chess game is way bigger than we think, you guys. Well, and that's just it. A lot of it is so far. We can't even see the moves ahead that they are. Oh, and I put the serpent in the narrative because I'm thinking Oops, the, ser- talking. <laughs> the serpent and the square. I believe. Uh, yeah. Is what oh no, it I got. It. I guess just that was Katie thinking about other things. Because I, I might be wrong on actually what it's called, but I think it's called the serpent and the square. Let me look here on the Google. Uh, square with holy warrior spring oh, serpent. Man, that's who was the guy that you were talking about? I can't remember. That's the problem. This was okay, like this might, was a couple years ago. We might have to do it was some just a random some, podcast uh, interview. I was listening okay, to. Okay, uh, I can't history. remember even what podcast that was. Podcast. Let's see if we can find it. It might have been Rogan, but I don't think so. Brothers of the Serpent on Apple Podcast. That's mm. a little bit square mile of murder. It might have been wrong about what it's called. You know what? Maybe we, it was called the Monolith in the Square. I don't know where I got the serpent in the square. It might be different. Let me look. The, okay, this is important. This is why we're taking the time to do this. Okay. No, it's cool. People like it. Maybe one of you know about it. Let's see. So the serpent, and it was about history, true history. Yeah, it was about uh, like the history based on what everyday people go through. Uh, the real history of the serpent. Bad people, bad people, and the serpent. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Monolith and the square, I believe. Oh, the monolith. Well, that's weird. Monoliths. Remember how Maybe monoliths that was what it was were? Called? Monoliths. Hey, remember how monoliths were like a thing, and now they're just kind of gone? Yeah. Where'd they go? Obviously, the monolith he was talking about was uh, metaphorical. Well, I know that, but I, I was can't just come thinking up with of anything. the actual. What the fuck was that interview? Colin Dwyer. Local newspaper. Um, no, that's the monolith that. We might have that's to those some, weird monoliths that popped up out of nowhere. We might have I, to I'm going to have to really do some really real good digging. I'm going to have to go library what and fucking Google food. podcast was that? I wish I had a cohesive history of what podcast Wouldn't I was. Wouldn't it be nice to. to have an AI that remembered all the things we ever looked at? <laughs> well, maybe not. But, anyways. I mean, yeah, it would be in a way. Depending. Well, I mean, like, archived all the things <laughs> we I researched. I love AI. Just the, idea. the idea of it. And I was watching. Monolith in the Square. What was this fucking called? It's making you mad. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to. Uh, podcast. Oh, you're really good. Will, will you fill the airway for a minute if you can? I don't want to fill the podcast airwaves. Podcast interview. Because you're researching things. Um, uh, archaeology. I just wonder about, like I said, I've been thinking a lot about what I know and was taught as history and what actually happened. I would like to know more about that. 
Like, maybe someone, one of you history buff people, maybe there's a history podcast about that, like the history archaeologist. We should look that up. Yeah. Because you're not going to find it. I really wish I could figure out what I, I was know. talking about. I know. We'll just about. talk about it. I really, This has literally happened. Like It was literally a podcast interview. I just can't remember. But it was talking about this concept where they... It was talking about a concept where you look at history from everyday life instead of what the fucking people who want you to believe what happened in history was. Well, that's a big thing is pa- people yeah. in power write the narrative. That's what I'm talking about. And so you want to know what the this actual guy was narrative trying to usurp, was. He was trying to usurp the mainstream narrative of what we know by... Like journals, people wrote. Okay, so and, that and and like um, like stuff like that. Newspaper articles that were like people writing into the newspaper and stuff like that. So that brings us back to how do we, the people, grab the reins of the narrative again? I, I don't know. We have social media. We do. We can communicate we have with each other so now. well. That was kind of one of the things. Is like he was talking about was like podcasts are kind of like a really good source for that. For later archaeologists. Well, look what they've done for true crime. Because the cops can't possibly solve every crime. They have manpower. Look <laughs> yeah. what true crime podcasts are just... We joke about it, but they've done a lot. People are obsessed by it. They're obsessed I can't even believe that's the biggest podcast category out there is true crime. I don't know why. It's mostly middle-aged women. They are. They're obsessed with it. Well, like Dr. Death, that my one of my little friends had on vacation had me listen to that. We had to drive to Vegas, which was a four-hour drive. And so I'm listening to Dr. Death, and that was really well done. I think the girl that did it was um, a journalist. And it's not something I would normally listen to, but it was done well enough. That guy did a lot of bad, and because of bureaucracy, he got to get away with it. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what I took away out of there. I mean, and by bad, he was intentionally hurting people, like paralyzing people and stuff. I think he got his degree off of, like, you know, a degree farm, I swear. But no, he didn't. (laughs) But the thing is, is my point is, is that that's another example of how people taking their power back from these structures. It's like, oh, this is interesting to me. And there's enough people who think it's interesting. So I'm going to make a movement out of it. Yeah. And true crime has become that in podcast world. I think it's the number one most listened to thing besides Joe Rogan. I don't think Joe Rogan's on top anymore. No, and he basically just spends a couple He's hours. Very popular. Don't get me wrong. Talking about whatever he wants yeah. now, right? Did Pretty he, much. Did he intentionally have a purpose? He's become like, a broken record, unfortunately. Uh, but well, everything. You get some its gold time. every once in a while now. Everything has its time. Yeah, now. exactly. He still has some of the biggest interviews, though. Like again, he just had Elon Musk on a few days ago. Well, because he's an institution. And that was actually a really good conversation. And then he had uh, Michael Malice on, but right before that. And it was a really good conversation. I'll need to listen to that one. That guy's amazing, by the way. I only have the limited amount of time. He's an anarchist. And I'm really starting to lean towards anarchy. We might have to go to that before we fix the problems. This is eliminate all ruling class, period. Just no hierarchy, period. The problem with anarchy is people don't have ethics. It works in theory, but it it doesn't work in in reality. You know what would be nice if there was an enclave where we could test anarchy? (laughs) Like, you know what I'm talking about? Just like this 10 square miles. Video games? Well, yeah, look at Create some good simulations. Look at the lobby of Call of Duty. That right there shows why anarchy <laughs> is not going to work on a large scale. You got eight-year-olds making fun of boobers. You got boobers <laughs> telling them to go and kiss your... You yeah. know what I'm talking And nothing good ever came from that, no. I don't think. People well, there's so a lot of... Mean. Yeah, yeah, guys, I don't know if you guys have ever played. A lot of you probably haven't. Um, during to, the days of Xbox 360... Go to the This was particularly more toxic on Xbox 360. Yes, it was. Uh, there's these... When you get into a lobby... To wait to start the game, it's it's gathering all the players that are going to be playing in this round of the game. Oh man! Uh, it doesn't even matter what game it is. The truth of, of humanity. Call of Duty was there. particularly toxic, though. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's um, talk about other it. games were very toxic, but Call of Duty seems to be the goddamn frosting on the cake. Yes. Uh, there's cool. a lot of YouTube videos about this. Let's particularly go to the Act Man. He's a good channel who covers this. 
uh, the act man, he does a video, I think it's called like, um, I miss call of duty chat rooms or something like that. <laughs> uh, Mudahar from some ordinary gamers has a good video on this too. Uh, <laughs> so you get in this lot, this waiting room, basically, uh, you're waiting for all of the players to be populated and then the game loads and you play the game. Well, while you're in the lobby, it's open chat yep. and you, it's team based. So it's going to divide these people into teams. But before they get divided into teams, oh man, it's just this horrible. Like, it's hard to even describe. Just the most misogynist, racist, racist, misogyny. It's all of these. Just, Every... It's all of this toxic thought and talk. And I don't even think none of it was necessarily like how these people really acted in real life. I absolutely but, uh, think but that's how they because, are. On the inside. Well, maybe on the inside. Well, yeah, because basically what it was was like there was no oversight to this. It was just players versus players there was no moderator let's just put it that way there was absolutely no moderation to it at all it was it was like if we took all the moderators out of it's reddit anarchy it's like what 8chan did yeah. <laughs> why QAnon exists because there was no, moderation, no moderation to the to the uh, d- to the dissent i guess so people were just being racist towards each other even though we don't even know if the guy's black but they were still being called racial slurs um, there was all sorts of sex. Like if you were a woman in one oh, of these God, lobbies, you're fucked. Luck. You had to have an m- amazing constitution to deal with this shit. Because well, a lot of girls, there's a whole Reddit girl gamer uh, <laughs> play, uh, subreddit because of how girls are treated on video games. So, and that's my point, Brady. That, I, it's a good point. It's it's because that, that was total anarchy. With right now, people behave because of outside moderation. Do you honestly think people who are behaving because they might be t- looked at bad on Twitter actually well, are that way on the inside? Because they're anarchy, not. Anarchy. Anarchy doesn't mean no law and order. Doesn't mean no moderation. Um, maybe when you boil it down simply, it does. But as far as like a movement of anarchy, it would be like we police ourselves instead of having a government instituted police state. I absolutely would state. love that. But the problem is people can't even police themselves yeah, on a video game. Exactly. You can't, if you can't police yourselves on a video game, how in the hell is that going to work in a political sense? <laughs> well, okay, let's put it this way. Like without, with true anarchy, there'd be no cops, right? Yeah. So people do not have it's, the same ethics. It's so a wonderful So say that this fantasy. group of people got together and said, okay, we're going to go rob everybody's houses. <laughs> What are you gonna do? That's what happens. It's exactly you guys what think happens. hedge funds are bad under yeah. regulation, under heavy regulation. By the way, it's not like these guys are acting with complete impunity. There's a little. There's bit. some loopholes they operate into, but really they are still under a heavy regulation by the SEC they just have and by all these different government. Yeah, yeah, they just can't, they have their ways. They have yeah. their little networks. It's not open. If you think that's bad, imagine if we had no regulation whatsoever, other than like. Us people, and then to regulate them, we'd literally have to go shoot them in the heads at that point. And because can you we couldn't, imagine? we couldn't institute a establishment to regulate them under anarchy law, under anarchy rule, right? Or not rule, but under anarchy ideology, we couldn't institute an establishment to regulate these people. So we would have to literally just pitchforks and fucking torches. Like that's how anarchy well, operates. Well, and which like, school of philosophy do the anarchists come from? Do they come from they where it's, it's like all of the, all of the above? Well, that's what I mean. So that's like, the problem. Humans. But it's very it's a very good fantasy to imagine a oh, world where we don't have where we don't have a ruling class. But in reality, what would actually happen would be a big Call of Duty lobby. It would be. I do <laughs> feel like a true bad. anarchist system would be a Call of Duty. It lobby. would be really bad. And part of it would be glorious. Is there an ex- is there an example of this that isn't a Call of Duty lobby? Like um, something we can all like uh, a good oh, way to look at what happened. Um, Black Friday. Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Black Friday is a good way. When they open the doors to Walmart on Black Friday. Oh, God. That's anarchy. Pretty much. Because but that's how it's painted and stigma. Well, and also... If they, you listen to the these anarchists... They're actually amazing. But the thing is, is... But again, it's like... Okay, anarchists... Maybe they're living in a fantasy land, because that's not really... We are not all equal in I think our attributes. Would, I feel like I some think, sort of sociopath would hijack yeah. the anarchy. Again, in idea, anarchy is amazing. Oh, it's awesome. Let's I think love about it. that. Even communism is amazing in idea. I love parts but of it. But all of these things are amazing in ideas... But then it's Black Friday when the doors open. And maybe that's reality. what they mean by communism's awesome. It just hasn't been instituted right yet. I don't know if we have the capacity of humans. Because I think capitalism is awesome, but it also isn't instituted correctly. Obviously, to, uh, it's been institutionally fucked. Well, you so. have to have ethics. And I that's think the that's, thing, yeah. You have to have ethics. To, for anarchy work. to work, how do you implement the ethics? Because you can't force it under anarchy. And not everybody's going to have you the can't same force ethics. It on, you can't force it under democracy either. Nope, you can't. The you ethics have to come from somewhere. And you have to. Have I don't think we're even born with ethics. I don't we're born with I gotta fucking survive, and I'm gonna shit on everybody to survive. And there has to be sort of gonna, some universal ethics survival. that we can all agree upon to conduct ourselves. Mm -hmm. I feel like our founding fathers kind of got that principle. It's very clear in our founding documents in America. Um, yes, excuse me. In America, ethics we were considered. Our, you know, a lot of. How, it is the universal problem. Yeah. How to let people? How to have self determination while also having a little bit of order? How do you do that without question. oppressing without people, a, and creating a well? Again, yeah, it just comes down to like you either have to institute an establishment of regulation or law and order, or you have to just fucking pitchforks and torches. But then again, it's it it really boils down to the problem of who gets to decide right or wrong. Well, and it's like for most of history, it's been who has the most resources. It and power. Goes, go back to Adam and Eve for a second. Okay. Uh, before the, the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge, we didn't have a concept of good and evil, apparently. According to the story. Yeah, their power structure was not a, there was even no, a conscious thing. There was thing. no good or evil. You didn't know good or evil. You were ignorant to it. Okay. So, but did it exist, uh, aside from our ignorance of it? Or were we just Outside ignorant? of our understanding of good and evil, was it an actual thing? Don't know. That's really the question. When did the awareness Is it happen? inherent... Because it's all subjective. It really is. So when, when Eve ate from the apple or the tree of good and evil, with the knowledge of good and evil or whatever the fuck. And we know that's an allegory. She's then, it, she is then, it, it, yeah, I'm looking at this obviously allegorically. I'm We're in symbolism land right now. Symbolism. Yep. Um, so Eve ate the fruit, the forbidden fruit from the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then it was like, then she understood this, like subjectively what's good and what's evil. Because I don't think, I really don't believe good and evil is objective. I don't think it is. How could it be? Well, you know what, because it's very so much easy to paint good and evil onto, think, onto our behaviors, but I think in general it's just behavior. I have, a, I have a thing on this. Okay, we all have different experiences. So to someone who's starving, stealing that apple is not evil. To someone who has a whole bunch of resources, stealing out someone else's stuff exactly. is. Exactly. It's really hard. It's com very complex. Yes, there's no straightforward black and white but, So who this. gets to decide what we paint as good and what we paint as evil? Because obviously we've we, there's plenty of historical precedent for this. What is legal isn't always good and what's not legal Absolutely. isn't always bad. It was legal to Only hang black people at one point. It was I fucking obviously bad. Yeah, and it was bad then. Like, but that's again, it, it, boils it, it depends on who you ask. Yeah. Some people believe it's good. At the time, a lot of people believed it was good, and they were doing something because righteous. What the fuck, though? <laughs> I know. I still can't. <laughs> again, I'd love to talk to people who believe that because I want to know where that idea came from. Also, it gives us a good concepts. precedent as to like it gives us a good context as to 
how these ideas, toxic or not, are formed. Well, right now, the ruling class and <clears throat> media gets to determine what's good and evil mm -hmm. right now. That's who, that's who we've, we've placed the responsibility on. We have on ceded our proxy vote to them. Okay. And then they have a bunch of acolytes in the form of easily manipulated emotional people as their mob. Uh-huh. And the thing is... Our moderators now are very far leftist at the moment, by the way. And you know what's sad? Our moderators of dissent. And these are... Most far leftists are feelings-driven people. And you can tell... And that's not a bad thing. You need yeah, I'm impacts. not saying that's evil. And the thing is, is I know they actually feel very strongly about injustice. Mm -hmm. And that is also... Has anybody just sat down and, like, talked to them? Though? I don't think they have. Have they sat, chose to sat down and talk to somebody who disagrees with them? And I just actually... have a conversation? Or do they just go, I'm going to block you out? I, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of right now is not just on the left. On, on the, the right, right, too. They've done And in the years, middle. Everywhere. Every, every descent. Everywhere you place yourself on whatever the fuck this imaginary political compass is, mm -hmm. people just block out the other views because they don't want to be challenged. They want their worldview to be pure in, their, in a sense. Well, I was at a really cool atheist friend of mine's funeral. I was it last year, year yeah. before, and there was a person there. He was part of Antifa, okay? Okay. And, and, but also one of the most empathetic... Caring, put his principles where his actions are kind of people I've ever met. And we had a pretty good conversation because I, I wanted to talk to the person. I think that's a big part of the problem is peeling away all of your labels and talking to that soul. And what did that soul yeah. go through to get to that point? Because they're super Bernie fans, like hardcore. And But I also grew up with the one person and I know that they are an empathetic creature that cares about others. You know, buy all their clothes at thrift stores. They really do live this. And they also at the same time, here they are talking to a logger's kid who, my brother, my brother, wow, my brother, hard right Jay. So like hard I'm saying, right so like I'm saying that, well, that's not my brother's name, mm. but you get my point. My point is, is it's like, we've got to start peeling away the labels and actually think, talk about like, okay, I know you care about people. I just don't like how you're doing it and not get so offended that someone doesn't like and validate what we're doing that we I, can't listen to them. I have a good idea. Okay. Because I was just thinking. Okay, let's talk. Um, like you just said, strip away labels and strip away I the strip away basically the strip away the ego yes. and talk to the soul. Talk to the id. I'm fallible. We're all fallible. I'm learning. Everybody has ego. Oh yeah. Guess what? You know something that kills your ego and allows you to operate in a pure id sense, especially when you're around other people? Psychedelic drugs. Oh. A very powerful tool to, to I like that you just went there. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, because from my personal experience with these drugs. They make you want to hold hands. They, it, there's a reason they call it uh, ego death. Okay, it, you, you, it somehow blocks that part of your brain. And, and, and you're operating in a sense of pure soul, in a sense. So if you don't want you to You have think, no ego, there's no you, it's just existence. And as, you don't have as, to as, take... As a, as I know there's some people that will never, ever take them voluntarily, but there it's are... It's too difficult without it, though. There are exercises, though, that you can do... Yeah, plenty do of... There's a lot of different meditation almost, techniques. And, I, I think you can get there. But, there, but you're right. They, uh, even, they with, even, even with psychedelic drugs or those exercises, no matter how what approach you take to, your, to, to um, block your ego out, it's very temporary, unfortunately. I and I don't think we can operate as a society or as just humans in general t to survive without your ego. You need it. Mostly there. But you need it's to keep there it in for check. A reason. It definitely should be kept in check. But guys, I think th we, we, I think we need to just get our ego out of the way. Get out of your own way. I agree. And I wish more people would take psychedelics so they at least understand the, f the fundamental feeling of that or the fundamental operating structure of not having an ego well, for at least a temporary amount of time it gives you a good perspective on what the fuck we're really doing the psychedelics are coming. The, that we are just life forms it's exploding and we've we've we're life forms with uh, living in a hologram of our ego 
Well, and that's just it. I think that maybe that's part of the reason you and I are, are really, we focus on hypothesism is you need to kill your ego a little bit every day as a form of wellness. And, and whatever yeah. faith tradition you have, whatever well, spiritual, even not trip tradition, you still need to do some practice every day as an adult to learn to control that sucker. Because right. if you're purely ego-driven, you are not going to have empathy for other creatures. Exactly. And I think that's Some a people are unfortunately like chemically... They're chemically in a position where they don't. They're born psychopathic or sociopathic or those they're early the ones that need the, the microdosing. I, I they like, should definitely try it. And well, and what I mean is, mental health professionals and scientists are working on this yeah. field is exploding. Yeah. And so I, instead I of agree. giving them drugs to suppress that, how about enlightenment is better? Yeah, like, I, I want to um, try. The, I'd be I, willing to I, try it. I love the movement right now um, towards the use of psychedelics, I do. and they don't want to just open the floodgates no, to where testing. we're all just taking mushrooms out there doing whatever, because no. it can cause bad problems too. There's been plenty of examples of uh, 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 psychosis d- driven by these drugs that it's bad like people look at uh uh timothy mcveigh that's why probably st- did a lot of acid that's why we're studying it with micro and, he, and, and so he was it just it just it put him in a dark place just to say that but with the movement that's actually happening is a clinical yes psych- psychological drugs it's science driven which is um, awesome what they want to do is with a very professional psychologist you sit down, you take these drugs, and you deal with problems that you have. Particularly what they're studying right now it's in it PTSD. is PTSD and depression. And trauma. And they're, from what I've heard, and I, I probably, I, I could be incorrect on this, but just from what the information I've gathered from these people who are involved in these studies. It's massively It's awesome. 100% effective against PTSD and 100% effective against depression when used in a clinical trial or a clinical setting with professional uh, like therapists, essentially shamans in a way, because well, it used to be that's what it was. It was like you'd sit down with in a tribe, and, you'd and you have a shaman, Alaska, and the shaman you... understood this navigation of the psyche with no ego, because he obviously probably did a lot of drugs. Probably, but he was able to talk you through your existential dread or whatever problems you were facing, as being in a tribe or being well, alive also... on Earth. And, and and so, but they were just very good at navigating that realm. So what we're gonna have is essentially shamans professional professional shamans in a way very very crude way to put it but they're going to walk you through your uh experience on these drugs in a way that will benefit you because they're going to understand the landscape in which you're now living in on those drugs my thing is is people who are against it need to put themselves in perspective i bet you right now you're taking a statin or you're taking ibuprofen and it is not any damn different no the stigma created by the war on drugs it makes and me the, crazy. And the, and, the, and, the, and the tough on crime bills, which was definitely intertwined in that. Um, not good. Again, they used the media and propaganda machines. Well, to, how about we've had veterans at war for 20 years now that have massive amounts of PTSD because they've been sent back more than once. Even in Vietnam, you yeah. only went for a year. And they Some always say. went back four or five they, times. The medical professionals say there's like, there's no way to really treat it. You just got to yes, give them Yes, there drugs. is. Bullshit. Well, now we're finding out, oh, God damn, we could have just been using LSD or uh, MDMA this whole time. Yes, and DMT. There's all of them. The psilocybins are All very, of these psychoactive drugs, they kind of operate the same, but they're all different a little they bit. They heighten awareness. Uh, pharmacologically, they're they're different but in practice they all operate on the same wavelength well my husband's a disabled veteran and i can tell you also i've got two decades of experience of what different trends happen every time we have a new administration but what my point is is the other day i got an email from the va and they're giving a a rehabilitation specialist came up with an idea to give a veteran a couple beehives he has ptsd really bad helped dude a lot it helped him so much that he has his own business selling honey and he said it's the bees helped him cope with 
what do you got going Interesting, on? Interesting, yeah. So it's like in conjunction with being able to maybe microdose and help, yeah. you know, pr- approach his problems, he's actually thriving. Yeah. And it's like, why not think outside the box on these therapies? Because yeah. people always it, poo-poo it, it. It's not just the drug that helps with this. It's the clinical thing that they're going it's the therapy that the uh the that the that the professional is giving them too and it's yeah. a, along with the drug the drug is going to um literally hack into the mechanisms of your mind that caused the ptsd but then the therapy goes let's rewrite that for a positive and also when you're in trauma or pain it rewrites the pathways of your brain your biochemistry changes if you're in that sustained state it mm-hmm. is not what our bodies were designed to be in yeah and so what happens is you change so you, to, to hide from this or to just chemically dull it, which is a lot of what other treatments did, not helping. Yeah. And we had to learn that the hard way through a lot of suicides. Unfortunately. And so now it's like we have this opportunity. I'm really excited about it because I think I it wanna, can really help. I want to step forward. And sure, and it's, it's going to have its problems. And it's not just going to be a bunch of goddamn hippies. No. And, and running was, around fucking hugging trees. That's not the way that they intended this to work. And guys, unfortunately, I, I think that's the way it would be if we just opened the floodgate and let everybody take all these psychedelic drugs on their own without oh, any kind of education or anything like that. But I, I, I totally agree it should be done on a clinical level, at least at first. Well, and my thing is... We should obviously... I, I strongly believe in the right to self-medicate. Mm-hmm. But yes. to do that, you kind of need a basis of education to do it correctly, unfortunately. Well, and that's my thing. Anybody, I'm a can, anybody can go smoke pot. I'm a librarian. But, I love pot. But to use pot correctly to benefit yourself, you, you definitely need education. Well, yeah, like if you have inflamed lungs or I don't know what what exactly. I'm a librarian. I love policy, but I don't like it when policy dictates my choices. I like it as a framework for me to look at it and be like, you know what? If I do this, this and this, I'll be safe. But I don't want someone changing the policy because they have some sort of motive to to rule me. And I feel like a lot of our policies are ruling that way. Uh Instead of a preservation or a keeping people in, in check for like out of a consensus it's becoming something different the monster is manifesting into something gross yeah and i feel that way psychedelics are a good example oh you're a hippie and you're gonna burn your brain out it's like oh really because their brain is already burnt dude pretty much they have ptsd and we did it to them or trauma Hmm. victims or first responders they they choose to do a good job for us and then we just leave them hanging oh toughen up yeah no I don't believe that. I don't think I don't that we should it. have that, that, that idea. Why not celebrate empathy? Like, I don't understand why we don't. We don't need to it's, be... Because that's just... I don't know. Maybe we've been pro, maybe we've been uh, conditioned not to. I don't know. To be the best human, you need we empathy still, and We still, at the resilience. end of the day, conditioning or not, we all make choices for ourselves. And some of them It really bad. does boil down to that. And we have to take responsibility. Well, we can't... We can't... Just like we uh, seed... Our proxy votes on somebody else's shoulders. Yeah, we do. We also cede our responsibility to other entities. And I, I don't think know we why need to quit being that. so critical. I hate it when people constantly criticize politicians, but you're letting them make decisions for oh, you. Oh, I'm, I'm guilty. I am too, guilty, guilty, Brady. Guilty. I'm not saying I'm not, but realistically, I ceded, I proxied right. it. I, yeah, well, I don't, I don't actually vote, and I don't, because I don't think it matters. But that's Personally, also proxying it. I just don't, why would I involve myself in a system that is, doesn't matter? I'm a bit of a politician. I'm, I'm sitting over here going... What can I do outside of that system to That's change that I'm system? Like, because I think you have to. Unfortunately, the problem is with the system, so you have to operate outside of the boundaries of that system in order to change it. So that's kind of where I come from. I'm not going to vote. What does it matter if I vote? We have the Electoral College. It means my vote doesn't matter. I vote on a, My vote counts. I can move to a state that's going to vote the way I want it to vote. Well, what, really, what is that going to do? I also have an anarchist friend who said a vote is force, and it's also morally wrong. And so I think about that a lot. 
Because basically, I'm I'm using my power with other people's power to coerce people in a way that they might not want to be coerced. And when you think yeah. of it on that, That's how do you... How but do look you... how conditioned we are to vote. Look oh. how conditioned we are to take a side. I don't, and that's just it. I, I, I get in trouble a lot because I can empathize with all sides because mm-hmm. I think I am just chemically imbalanced anyways to be empathetic. And so I, I like people and even the worst people I've ever met, I can find something that I agree with them on. And I, there, cause there's very, I don't really hate, there's only one person that I've really truly despised, but I still don't wish for them to not exist, which is my definition of hate. Yeah. And so I don't know, Brady, it's really, what can you do? Like I would like our listeners you guys, we do value the ones of you that come back, by the way. Uh, what do you think we could do? Like, yeah. Email us. Go by the show at gmail.com. Come hang out on the porch. Get on our Twitter. Go by the show. Something. I, I mean, even if you don't like us. We would love to just talk about this with other people. I think that's people. how it's going to start. Me and, me and Katie can talk to each other all day. Oh, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. why we started the podcast. It's therapy for us. And to us, we're just kind of throwing these ideas out into the ether. Exactly. I don't know what's ever going to come from it. Hopefully, we're... Hopefully they're good ideas. I don't know. Again, that just depends on who you ask. You can't find good ideas until you but discuss we're just, them with other humans. We're just throwing them out there. Again, hypothesis. We're just hypothesizing. Yeah, these are our current impressions, but they're going to be different tomorrow. I already know tomorrow's is always a different. Well, because we get more information. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest point I made to you earlier. I want people to quit crucifying people where they're at. Yeah. You need to have some grace for people. Like today, my thoughts today are going to change tomorrow because I get new information. Yeah. We should all, what is what I always be learning, the ABL. When you sleep. Your short-term term memory is neuropathically written into your long-term memory. That's part of the mechanism of, of REM sleep, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. It takes it from the REM to the It's a weird description of that sleep. They just describe that part of sleep as your eye movement. That's kind of funny. I digress. Um, but the part of the mechanisms of sleeping is not only is your body healing at a, at a higher degree because it shuts down systems that are taking up a lot of resources – so it's able to heal better, but you're mentally too. You're on your, standby. Your, your neural pathways. It takes a lot of energy for your brain to write those neural pathways and and those those mu- that muscle memory and stuff. So when you're sleeping, that's when a lot of it's happening, and that's when a lot of your memories get transferred from the short term to the long term. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's gonna it's gonna leave out some information and write it writes mostly what your. It's hard to talk about this. Because I'm not a goddamn expert. You're not a But from what I understand, it's like the things that you do during the day that stimulate the most senses are going to be more powerfully written into your long-term memory. So that's why it's part of the reason time perception is so weird. Because things that you're more involved in and you stimulate more senses are going to – senses, they're going to seem a lot longer in your memory than – the, the average normal thing you do, all the, the routines and the habits because you're more that stimulated. you're so used to. Yeah. So you're going to more remember what you're stimulated. That's why most. our That's, opinions I, are I, all I, bullshit because blah, 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 blah. our opinions are derived from what we sense and feel the most then basically. Mm-hmm. And so they That's are true. subjective. Our impressions. Aren't they? Yeah, our impressions. And that's why it's so important to challenge it with other information all the time. Exactly. And we have the ability to do that. It's just a matter of thought. Well, and that's why we you work hard. Like what we're doing right now, after every podcast, because basically this is therapy time, sermon time, uh, kick ideas around time. Brady and I are exhausted uh-huh. and we're hungry. Yeah, because our our fucking synapses are going. Yeah, because we're like, like we're taking gun. all the patterns. We're like, well, this yeah. and this and this. We're gonna pull all mm-hmm. these strings. We're kind of like Charlie on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" with our big chart. Yeah, we got all the strings. It, uh, it takes a lot of bandwidth. It does to convert 
thoughts into language. Let's just put it that way. And then to correlate and it takes just as much for you guys to take in that information into your ears and ponder process it. it into an understanding of that language. And then also, uh, it also runs through all of the other ideas you had. And it's how- very complex. It's very complex. And that's why people need to have more grace for people because we're all interpreting all the time. That mm-hmm. is basically, we're life interpreters. That's all we do all the time was we're interpreting how does that piece fit with that piece and that piece over there and that piece mm-hmm. there. And then we're also flawed mechanisms because we all have problems. Life is very story driven, narrative driven because that's how our brain works. Yeah, it has for- to create, it takes in all these information from our sensors. We're antennas, guys. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, but yeah. it's important to reiterate. Um we just have all of these sensors. <clears throat> we have a, our eyes, which pick up a certain frequency of wavelength. Mm-hmm. Our ears pick up a certain frequency of wavelength. Our it. nerves feel what's solid and what's not, and uh, hot and cold, and all this in, stuff. In and space. simultaneously, they act together to form a story. Your brain processes all of this information simultaneously from these sensors and turns it into a story that you're projecting around you. And no two humans do yeah. it the same. No two humans do it the same. We're, uh, our sensors work and our processing works different than other animals on Earth. Some animals have different sensors. Like, uh, what was it? Like, uh, bees can literally see carbon dioxide. Or like bats echolocation. Yeah. They don't yeah. even look at stuff with eyes. They look at yeah. it with waves. And snakes with their little tongue. Yeah. That little tongue sensor is putting together a story differently than ours because it's a different sensor. And where ours gets, up different wavelengths where ours of, gets of complicated is we can feel feelings. We can feel feelings. It's yeah, because when we process thing. that information, it compares it to all of it constantly in real time. This is why the brain is so fucking fascinating. In real time, every single, like the smallest second that we can perceive, the smallest bit of time we can perceive, uh, we're taking in these this information from our sensors. We're comparing it to every other piece of information we've experienced, at least that our brains held on to, mm-hmm. and uh, forming the story around us and our thoughts and ideas. Which makes it so frustrating that we let people who don't even know us manipulate us. Uh-huh. It drives me crazy. It's like people you don't have a relationship with. You're letting them manipulate yeah, you never, via digital I've means. I've never met any of these politicians. No. Or any of these them. corporate heads. I And I'm trying to really train my brain to get mad at specific situations and actions versus the entirety of the person's life. Yeah. Like Gina Carano. Don't know her, but I do know that that specific situation have both pros and cons thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. It's important to weigh the pros and the cons, too. And you know what that does, though, is you have to take emotion out of it. And I'm a very mm-hmm. emotional person. So. You're, you're inevitably going to have emotions about things. And it's okay. I don't mean to be non-emotional. Here's the thing. Experience them. Yep, feel them. And then the parabola. We were going to talk about it. Feel it. Then think about it. Put it it away. Then think about it. Then react to it. And train yourself to do that in a faster way instead of getting hung up in emotional or ranty land for a while. Yeah. Go, oh, I'm angry about this. Okay, I need to feel that anger. I need to feel why I feel that anger. And then let's move down to reason time because you cannot properly reason when you're in a state of pissed off all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of the problem with social media is if you want to be angry all the time, you can just stay in that echo chamber. Social media kind of gives you the... The way it works is like you act emotionally mm-hmm. and then you Seek get out. this do- dopamine drip because you you're either fighting somebody or you're getting uh, like uh, your ideas are accepted by other people. Most other people, it's like the, it encourages groupthink like no other. Yeah, you can because you feel that. like, oh, you get so high off of the fact that other people think like you. 
they like me and they agree with me. Yeah. And there's always a bot out there that's going to And then you feel you. like you're in a war and you're yep. on the, you know what I mean? But there's no real you're world consequence in a, in a war that doesn't even exist. Think about it. You aren't getting cut by a sword. Yeah. Sometimes there's shot. real world You're not getting napalmed. If you say the worst words ever, then someone is probably going to dox you or you're going to get your mm-hmm. job fired. But for the most part, if you just fight the little wars, if you're a nobody, you're just part of, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to. Tim Dillon also talked about that. Why yeah. is he so smart? He's just a comedian. Comedians, but he's are very intelligent. But very he talks about how, like, uh, uh, we all feel like it's like we, we it's like poor people. No, that was Michael Malice. Never mind. Again, I get, okay, I, sometimes both. I get these. I listen to too many fucking podcasts. Uh, I read a lot. Of but it, I think Michael Malice was saying on the Joe Rogan show the other day was like, uh, it's like you get uh, uh, these not powerful people get to feel like they have power, and it's over other people who don't have any actual power. I know the So nobody's fighting the real fight. They're fighting each other over stupid shit. Well, people that have manipulated them into we get, fighting we get, get to make all it. the decisions. Yeah. That's the part we got to we got to fight that. I want to I want to go beyond the pettiness and fight about what actually matters. I think a lot of humans do. I don't think we're alone I'm on not, this. We're not alone on this. But why are we all it's afraid like to we say something? It's not like we haven't also been guilty of this, too. I'm we're coming from a point, guilty. We're coming from a point of humility here guys like, my humility is i've always just stayed on the periphery and absorbed the emotions of the fight but never actually got into it yeah so i'm just i'm probably more guilty I, At least I still find myself something. today on twitter trying to argue with people i did this oh, the other day with the gina carano thing you refused to argue but i wasn't trying to like argue i was more just trying to say just look i was more trying to educate let's just put it that way yeah i wasn't Trying to go, he said, she said, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. I was more like, you're asking questions. Look at the facts for a second. And uh, that's the worst way to argue on social media because that's not what social media is for anymore. No, it's for feelings. <laughs> so I didn't get any traction with my pointless argument of fact. But see, I want to find a real forum where instead of attacking the people, we can attack the ideas. I want to talk about ideas and I don't want to go into all the fallacies of. I just want to talk about ideas. Yeah. Like, I don't care if, who the person is coming towards it. I'll care about them, but I don't care, like, about their feelings about it. I mm-hmm. want to talk about the actual yeah. idea. I want to empathize with the person. Yeah. But we also have to address the idea. Quit trying to use emotion to further your argument when your argument is probably yeah. a faulty Emotional, premise to begin with. Emotions really don't even belong in... <sighs> What uh, in deciding objective reality? They do in the beginning. Feel bad about it, mm-hmm. but then bring yourself it's, back. We have talk. emotions for a reason. Oh, they're wonderful. I just think they're ruling the narrative right now instead of both. You need emotion we and gotta logic. Take it out. We got to find a way to get out of that. Yeah, and, and that's, again, uh, psychedelic drugs are very good at that. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm not saying everybody go out and do mushrooms, but if you want a very enlightening experience, it's uh, one tool you can use to have that. Yeah, or um, um, I. I just I personally don't like the other ways to do it. It's it's too slow. I mean, if you can just pop a couple mushrooms mushrooms in your mouth natural thing it grows out of the poop probably well not it grows out of wet wood and stuff too but like we're just talking about a natural thing you can do without having to take thousands of hours of meditation and practice that's actually nobody really has time for you just go pop a couple mushrooms in your mouth you have two days you have two days you you take two days off of everything and just do that and then you realize things that uh, most people don't get a perspective on heightened awareness yeah because again if you want to do it without Taking drugs because their drugs are bad. Yeah, you probably if you're scared of drugs, bad. first of all, do research. You'll realize it's not that bad. You just it, it's wow. You, you're in a different state of mind for eight hours. That's really all it comes down to. It's not bad. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be a criminal, homeless, fucking de- degenerate just because you popped a couple mushrooms. 
you have to change your mindset on that. Do a little research. Well, and I think that's. But my point is, is like it's not bad to do that. But otherwise, the only other way to do it is like thousands of hours of practice in meditation. It's also not bad it's to do it that way. It's just it yeah, takes plenty a of people have accomplished that, but they they it takes so much discipline. Oh, guys, we just a lot of us don't have time for that. That's why I'm advocating the use of psychedelic drugs. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad for me to advocate for. Well, it's scary to the people who have been told their whole life that drugs are bad. Drugs aren't bad. I would like people people's to behavior think is bad. People's behavior on drugs is bad, but yeah. those people already and had problems. To that's what with. I'm saying. And I, I totally advocate advocate the use of drugs. It just we just need a basis of education for that to happen in a good way in mass. Well, and people, we don't have that foundation. Our right culture is the most drugged culture on Where? the planet. Do you know how many drugs most people take every day? When you go get coffee, your, I drink coffee every fucking morning. Well, that's or a drug. when you go get your Red Bull mixer from your local coffee stand, uh-huh. that that's is drug. drugs. You're taking like, drugs. I, I don't. And oh, the other day, my son, he's very. He doesn't like to take any. Anything, but he hurt his knee and he was really hesitant to take some ibuprofen. I was trying to get ahead of the inflammation, right? Yeah. And I said, you just ate a whole bag of Cheetos. Do you not that's think that the, the toxic will? Thing. That's my yeah. thing is I want people to start thinking about chemicals in perspective because there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to take artificial banana extract. It's the same exact chemical. Now, I have no problem mm-hmm. if you want to just eat natural things. That's fine. But my point is, is you need to think about it in context. And yeah, people that's aren't doing it. They're not doing that with psychedelics. or I think they're starting to. It's becoming a little bit more mainstream. It thanks is. Thanks to different organizations. Well, and I, I think I, I, I give props to the pot people for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like, guys, pot's really not that bad. Um, what makes Every, me... Almost everybody who says pot's bad, they've probably done pot when they were younger. And they're just saying it because when you're a parent... When you're in a, when you're in this position of authority, you kind of have to stretch the truth a little bit sometimes. It is just the way it is. I have yeah. to stretch the truth a lot for my kids. I actually talk in to certain my, contexts though. I talk to my I don't just about blatantly this. lie to my kids all the time, but like in certain contexts, it's oh you know you gotta really stretch. Well, the truth it's kind of like the well I don't know the frame. But that's not. I'm not saying that's a good approach. I'm just saying that's what they. I'm just. I'm. I'm not even trying to justify it. I'm just saying that's from. That's what they. That's just what parents do. That's just, uh, they found out that's a way to try to get your kids to make the right choice. And I'm not saying that's the right way to approach that, but that is just an approach people have taken. A lot of people have taken that approach. That approach. I talked I'm to people about it. that this morning. I'm just trying to get you to understand that. Is that the reason you have rules is that you are giving your offspring a framework that will least harm them as they figure out how to conduct themselves. Yeah. And, they're, and so then framework is supposed to protect you. Too much framework actually can cause harm. Yeah. I think that with the pot thing or alcohol or any of it, you're, oh, you shouldn't touch this. Well, what's a human going to do when you have too much framework? They're exactly. going to be like, I'm touching it. Here's a good example, though. Um, in the military, when they were training in the Air Force, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, at one point they used, you know, they would arm the planes with actual missiles. But mistakes were made, and people forgot to flip a switch or something. And, you know, they would shoot down their fucking uh, trainers or whatever on accident. It just happens. Doesn't so now they don't use real, <laughs> they don't use real ordnance anymore in in uh, Air Force training. We had to learn. We they learned the hard way that exactly. that's not a good idea because mistakes get made. One of the things I the other day, this one person, it also was last fall I think or Christmas time. They were they're very like very fundamental that I know, but I love them to death. But they were going on and on about how evil it was that Oregon passed all the drugs and pot and everything was stuff and it was just a gateway drug. Blah blah blah. And I looked at him and I said, "You're drinking Pepsi right now." Mm-hmm. And I just said that very quietly. I I was like, and you're 50 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. How is that any more or less harmful 
than the pot. And just smoke a bunch of pot and, and, then, then, we'll, and um, then being pissed at the government. Or the people Typically that, what happens on pot. The people that are <laughs> alcoholics and abusive. Or the people that are sitting there smoking cigarettes saying that pot is so bad. It's like, you're really not thinking about it in context. Yeah. But you're being, you've been conditioned by the media and by your government that this is bad and this is good. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking people to do is step back. And yeah, that too much of anything can be bad. Mm-hmm. Too much Pepsi. Too much chocolate. Too much of anything. Too much of anything is bad, yeah. yeah too, too much, much TV. Definitely too much... not good for you. Oh, exactly. I'm not I'm even... Speaking from actual experience. Again, from not... a place of humility. Place... Having done too much pot, I can seriously sit here and say it's not good to do too much pot. Too much pot will suck out your drive. I know uh, lots of people... It really does. People... Yeah, but... On the... I wish that... I'm sure at some point they can now GMO that shit to where it doesn't. They'll, they'll take that Because part now out. we've accepted the fact that we can do some research on it. What exactly. the hell was that? Don't know. It went ding dong. I had a ding dong. Maybe we should check that. Maybe it's we're running out of space. It could have been space. a no- notification or something. Well, and that's my point. I, I, I feel like looking at things, take out your entire life narrative yeah. and look at things in context. Because what happens is if you make up your mind and it's hard and rigid and static, you're never going to grow. And then you're going to become arrogant. And then you're going to be a jerk on Twitter. I wish we had better simulators. Because then we could walk a mile in a sh- in other people's shoes for an actual simulated environment. Did I tell you about my harm. idea that I would love it if psychologists had actual life simulations where they could program in what you're doing and then program in a different path and uh-huh. you could live through the choices yeah. within these simulators? I think it would be an there's amazing a, kind of therapy. There's an amazing uh, part on an episode of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. where they're jacked into this simulation. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, Morty lives an entire... Maybe it was Jerry. Somebody lived an entire lifetime through the simulation in just a matter of seconds. I think I saw that episode. And gained a different perspective of things. Yeah. I wish we had that. We have no way of doing that. We actually do, Brady. This is what's important. If you sit and listen. imagination. No, if you sit and listen to another human actively, you can sit and listen. That is a simulation. But you're not given all the data needed either. No, but you could use your imagination and and put yourself using empathy in what they've went through. Like, think about. It does take effort, but it it needs to happen more. That's for sure. You're, You're absolutely right. You can do it. Yeah. Maybe that's the exercise for the week. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in someone's house shoe. I have sat down and talked to people I, that we don't see eye to eye on certain things. Mm-hmm. And it always comes into, like, new facts are presented to me that I didn't know existed, and I present new facts that I didn't know existed. And oh. it turns into, like, an agreement of some sort at the end of it. I have a Even good- if nobody changes their ideology, they at least have new information to base things off of. And sometimes the, the little change of perspective helps a lot. I have a good friend who's a person of color. And I got to sit down and just one time I just asked mm-hmm. them, I'm like, what's it like for you to just go about your day because of the whole cop thing? I actually just sat and listened to him and it really upset me. Yeah. Like, because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't imagine I've, going outside. I've had the same experience. Yeah. And it's like, so me being mad about it is empathizing with them. And so being supportive of them when I hear their stories. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be helpful and not be part of the system on that one. A, a good example in the media context is you guys, we should all watch the movie American History X. Oh, yes. I recommend It's a that. very good way. That it's a very a good t- example of this mindset. And, and it does just deal with like the whole white supremacists versus black people. No, thing. it can be applied to any. But the very concept of this is like, okay, so this he's this guy's a neo-Nazi and grew up in that he's culture. super he grew up in this culture mm-hmm. his dad it shows clips for like flashbacks of his dad like basically indoctrinating him with these ideas yep and so he just it's just the way it was for him and he, he had these beliefs and he's very strong in these beliefs he had like swastika tattoos and blah 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 he was ultimate well he goes to prison for killing 
He curb stomped. Uh, curb stomped yeah. a, a, a black person. Yep. It was horrible. Um, for, I think they were trying to break into his house or something. It, 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 all of this was very intentional details, by the way. Yes. But, um, so that, and, and further fueled his hate towards him. And then he gets into prison and he hates him. He's part of But the then he, he, in his doing the, he had, he got put on the job of like doing laundry and he got, uh, there was a black gentleman that he was working with in the prison. And it, it gave him a paradigm shift. Because he got to talk to this guy on a personal level. He be, yep, he got to know And he realized just how fucking horrible his ideas were about it. Because he, he realized he didn't have the information he should have had. He only had what was indoctrinated into him. So, after he got out of prison, he was all about like taking down, taking down those ideas from other people that he was surrounded with at the time. And they didn't like it. <laughs> but see, he wasn't bad because so, he was a bad person. His yeah. behavior was bad because he didn't have all the information. Exactly. He just didn't have good information. I he, feel like most... He didn't have perspective. There are people out there that truly, I think, are just not nice. Yeah. And chemically imbalanced or whatever. But there are most people, you give them the information and they get to know individuals, they're going to think. Mm-hmm. I, re- and, I really and believe that. But it was, the whole movie was like the point of empathy. Yeah. And I really recommend this movie because it can be applied in all cases of, of anything we're divided on. Well, and it works both ways. Like the whole hood thing. Yeah. My husband, by all rights. Okay. His football team, he grew up in inner city San Francisco. Most of them, a lot of them were in San Quentin for murder one or dead mm. from gang violence. Yeah. Some of them got out. He's one of them. But realistically, he should be a banger that kills people or dead or in prison at this mm. point. But he's not because he looked outside the box. Exactly. I know another person like that, too, that grew up in the inner city. And, and I actually know lots of examples. And I, I just want people to realize you don't have to do what situation you were born in. You don't have to play that game. Go get a different cartridge. Really don't. Let's use old school video game yeah. knowledge. Like, uh, even if the system's hard, it's sometimes worth it fighting do, it. Sometimes, though, it's just hard for humans to... Well, I, I don't judge They're stuck in habits. They're stuck in like their indoctrinated ways. Just like in the movie. And sometimes they just need a different perspective. And sometimes it just takes one person to come into their life and change that perspective. Exactly. And you never... Yeah. Or one in, one, even if somebody nobody actually comes into your life, because it's not always going to happen everybody, you have to seek out a better role model. Some people, some people's role model is like just not good. Also, all self-help books I've ever read on that item is that they said you need to surround yourself with people who are like it's easier said slightly than done. better than you. It's and, easier like, said than done in those situations. Let's say you're growing up in the inner city and you're oppressed or whatever the systemic problem is, and yes, like, and you're and just kind of pre- you kind of are predestined to go down certain pathways. Yep, Obviously, I'm the, trying to say you don't have to go down those pathways, but again, it's easier said than done. And maybe people That's like us that aren't, make. that have privilege, mm-hmm. or, I'm not, I hate you that You can word. argue I have a bit of privilege. Well, and we I all hate that kind word. of do. But let's say our situations are better. We need to be doing our part to help, too. Why not? That's what I like, mean. I have yeah. 20 acres in a farm. Honestly, once my kids are grown, I'm probably, kids seem to like Tom and I for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I need to bring them in. Like, our goal when I first got married to him is we wanted to have a ranch with horses, and we could take inner city youths and, and help them get out of that. There needs to be more options for people to escape who want to. Yeah. You know, we used to work with inner well, city kids a lot. Well, there also needs to be there needs to be people in their their own damn city, cre- yeah, I know. Uh, creating the want to do that too, because not all of them get that. No, and and you know what? Not some, all of, not all of these people get instilled with that drive to get also, out. Some people have to take the school hard knocks. I'm related yeah, to a lot true. of them, and I'm okay with that too. There needs to be because you know what? Awake. What is that? Enlightenment happens at different points in the stream. Yeah. Because you said times. You know that may seem like twenty years, but that might have been exactly the path you needed to go. Before you figure it out. And some people never figure it out. No, that's true. And we need to have a little grace with them, too. Like, 
I, well, I don't grace wanna... is an important word, by the way. Can you look up the definition yeah. of grace? Because I don't want to. It's another wanna... important word towards this whole thing because it needs to be instilled in more people's mindsets. Grace. It's not about excusing bad behavior because I hate excusing bad we behavior. Can't, no, can't excuse bad behavior. But it's But about... grace is still important. You know what grace is? Allowing take... people to grow beyond their flaws, and it's beyond taking, their mistakes. It's taking your ego out of it. Exactly. Knowing that so, you could be exactly there. What's the definition of grace? Simple. Oh, hold on. That's not courteous goodwill, really. Yeah, it's it's goodwill to people who don't necessarily deserve it. But we all do, realistically. I can make the argument that everybody really deserves grace, but the concept of grace is like you don't actually deserve it. It's unmerited. Unmerited that's, goodwill. Unmerited yeah, that's a goodwill. very good way to put it. Unmerited goodwill. We should all show that. Yeah, and you know what? Someone's Even towards the, the, the people who make the most <laughs> idiotic arguments with the Gina Carano thing, for example. Yeah, I hate the fucking reaction to it, but to the people, I would like to show grace. Because I know that you just don't have the good information. Or maybe somehow it's... That's why I'm trying to give the information out. But in social media, it doesn't work that way. And maybe you're somehow threatened (laughs) by my dissension. Because I think a lot of people think that when you have an opposing opinion now, you're somehow personally attacking them. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to give you better information. That's all. Or I just am asking a question. Or asking a question to help you think about it the right way. But I don't want to hurt you. Exactly. Like, it's not hurt. And that's another thing. Exactly. I don't want to, I'm not trying to personally attack anybody as a person. I don't, I want to teach this resiliency aspect too, that when someone is disagrees with you, they are not hurting you. Exactly. It may hurt your feelings, but they're not hurting you. And you need to have enough strength internally in your convictions to stand up and say, well, I see your point, but I don't agree with it. Or I see your yeah. point and I'm going to think about it more. And we've lost that. Mm-hmm. All it a is lot is spreading now. Well, and people are so caught up in their own ego. Like you said, it's like. You just want to be all right all the time. You're not right all the time. I'm oh. wrong at least 22 times a day. Oh, God, yeah. I can't say I'm right about mostly things. <laughs> but I am also entitled to my opinion, as are we all. Yeah. And if you want to hate but because I of it, I definitely feel like we should all be better at forming opinions. That's I all. Because, well, that yes, we're time. entitled to an opinion. But we should all take it. take the responsibility to form informed decisions i think having opinions or, or opinions well you just said having opinions and it means you have a responsibility to at least take some time to form them and most yeah. people just spout off whatever bullshit's in their head or they just follow mainstream opinions which aren't really always fully fledged out or pure that's almost a parasitical sort of thing you know it parasites is, yeah parasites need their host just as much as the host needs well, their ideas parasites need a host they don't exist and it's a symbiotic relationship humanity. we're kind of like the bacteria of social media yeah, that organism would that. not exist yeah. without all of us. See, that's just it. I want the bacteria to evolve. Can we evolve to a higher state? Yeah. Can we go from bacteria to maybe like flukeworm or something? <laughs> I, I would like to get the next level of that's this. That's a good analogy. <laughs> but like, I just, I, I, I think it all, this whole conversation we've had boils down to just more respons- self-responsibility. I agree. In everything, in politics, in decision-making, in opinion-forming, in a lot of things take on your responsibility. self-responsibility and it's so cheesy to say that it's no. like it's not like we're beating a dead horse like it's a broken record from people like us who are trying to think of tool sets of of consciousness i think our whole podcast it's, it's is not like helping we've us develop these a ideas. tool set though like yeah. that's a hypothesis and was born i feel like we're you guys are actually on the journey yeah. with us we're developing yeah. a tool set on how to become more self-disciplined yeah. self-responsible There's a, the reason we're calling it a meta philosophy is because like we didn't we We're not the, the originators of any of these ideas. We're just putting them together, putting ones that work together and, and, and forming just a better, not a better. That's almost I feel like arrogant. it's a technique for our I'm time. I'm trying to do this without being arrogant. It's a technique for our time. 
Yeah. Because every time is a little bit different. Exactly. And we need a we need a technique that is easily to grasp, easily to use, and easily to apply because people have short attention spans yeah. now. They aren't thinking about things as long as our ancestors did. Yeah. Because philosophy in its nutshell is finding the best way to live. Very true. And so we're we're going even beyond that. We're taking all of the philosophy in a way and not in an arrogant way, yeah. but like let's pick from this and make a tool set to find the best way we can to live yeah. in the time we're in. And we can we can also apply that with everything, with ideas. Absolutely. Pick from multiple different sets of ideas. But find the commonalities. And we have that luxury. Religion does this all people do this all the time with religion. Who they don't want to like marry a particular dogma. So they go and they look at Bunch of different religions. And they pick from that framework to make and, their own. And one. sometimes it's a quest to find the right one, but in that quest to find the right one, they find the commonalities and go, oh, well, I, I get I it. I can take from Christianity what these things are saying. And I can take from even atheism what these things are saying. And they can go, oh, okay, well, so those are kind of the same idea. Let's put it into play. Well, and that's what philosophy is. is it's a framework, and a personal a, framework yeah. that helps you cope with living in this simulation. Exactly. We all kind of need philosophy. You have it's to. sort of required in, anymore, at least. I've I been think in, it always has been. I've been on a deep dive in ancient philosophy for the last three weeks, I and think, I'm going to keep going because I feel like we're all missing something. Yeah. And and it's like, but it has got to be easy to grasp, and you got to take those lofty ideas that's and what put we're them trying in practice. To, that's what we're trying to do is make it easy to grasp and relative to the time we're living in because some of these philosophies are so fucking far years ago that they, they st they're still relevant but not quite like worded correctly or well the practice they're not put into the same context as we're experiencing because we have more things now yeah you have to t well and once again you're plucking the fruit from that tree of knowledge and putting it rearranging it in a way yeah. that works for you are, are we just making a fruit basket i was thinking we were making a fruit roll up actually <laughs> fruit roll up, yeah because we're okay. kind of like dehydrating fruit by the foot yeah fruit by can we please eat now? I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm getting hungry too. Okay. I think we've kind of spoke our mind here on this one. I actually liked I think, it. I think we've come to something. I don't know. Guys, we just we encourage more interaction with us, please, yes. as your podcast hosts. Hopefully you enjoy this podcast. I think it's mentally exhausting. I love to be it. To honest, I hope it's Every week exhausting. I'm happy when we get to this point because but I feel like I got it all I out. just feel like, again, and I'm, I'll say this over and over again, we're not getting enough feedback from you guys. Don't be afraid to, to roast us. I, yeah. I need it. We need it. How can we grow if we don't know our mistakes? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also we want you to be part of the conversation. Like, <clears throat> and again, the only yeah, way we're going to evolve thing. this toolkit is with input. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and, and uh, whore ourselves out no. to be part of these big networks of podcasts or whatever. But we do need you guys to, A, spread the word. Show your friends and family our podcast. It doesn't matter if you think they'd like it or not. Just make them listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like we're selling anything. We're not really necessarily like uh, charging for any of this information, but it's just ideas. Well, and it's and we want to spread them discussion. to as many people as we want. Yeah. And um, in in that quest of getting listeners, we want feedback because we want to know if we're wrong or right or how people think about us. And uh, or, or uh, we we would like some conflicting ideas every once in a while so that we can you know better understand what we're talking about or where people are ourselves. coming from or yeah. grow well honestly at the end of the day we want to grow <clears throat> exactly and growth is also painful sometimes yeah. so we don't care like, both on an ideological standpoint and an actual like technical making the podcast standpoint like we, yeah. we also want to know if we do we sound like shit do you not like our intros what's going on we need to know Bring um or again just ideologically do you does anybody like our ideas are we wrong are we right what's going on what, what's your opinions we would like to know and again we have channels for you to discuss this with us Yep. Uh, go to our Twitter at Go I the Show. We have a Facebook page you can interact with. 
Uh, I don't use that as much. I just kind of use that to put the episode links out there. Yeah, he's Twitter um, and I'm because, on... Just because we just don't get any interaction on, on the Facebook, so I just don't use it. Really focused on uh, And I don't want to pay their little feed of, to, to target demographic I guess we don't really want to horror ourselves. Exactly. Kind of, well, we just don't like the system, and then we're on Instagram yeah. as well. But we're, um, and 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 the podcast. Is, the podcast itself is extremely accessible. You don't need a Podbean account nope. to listen to it on Podbean. You don't need a Spotify account to listen to us on Spotify, on Apple, on Amazon, um, Google Podcasts. We're on the big players. And we also know it's kind also, of... Also, let us yeah. know if you're not on one of the big players and you'd like us to be on one. We'll do it. That's more accessible to you, even if it's just one person. We'll do it. We'll reach out to everybody we can. It's we just kind of hard. Like, I, yeah. you know how much time it takes to go make a Pandora account and get our RSS feed uploaded onto that and blah, 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 blah. Um, but let us know if that's your preferred listening. Uh, just We don't take a lot of time to do housekeeping anymore. That's what I'm doing right now. Well, yeah. Um, but really, I'd like to uh, have you guys interact with us more. Uh, email us, really. And go we, go yeah. the show at gmail.com. We'll reply. And also, we know our podcast is long, okay? we do, I don't expect you anybody to listen to the whole thing. If you do, that's cool. I but if you, you just get some insight from a chunk of it, like if you have 20 minutes, talk mm-hmm. to us about that. Yeah. Hell, I don't even remember half the stuff we say sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is I all... Don't, I, don't, I don't usually go back and listen to our whole podcast back over again. I'll, I'll, I'll skim through it here and there, try to probe the audio quality and stuff. But it's like, once it's out there, I don't revisit it all the time. It really I is. probably should, though. Yeah. Well, Brady and I uh, will that's get what more... You, that's your responsibility as listeners, to uh, if, just Pick... to come on here and roast us because we said something. Pick apart our premises. <laughs> and she's Brady. But I want to be challenged, guys. I, if we don't get challenged, then what the hell are we doing? Well, and we also are going to put the work in. It's just we have to do it slower because we have families and children. Yeah, that's true. It takes, this isn't our entire t- life like some podcasters. And we're going to take longer because this matters to yeah. us, though. We'll, we're hanging with it. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're in a, As far as I can see onto the horizon, we're going to be doing this podcast. So. Yep. But we need your help as listeners to grow. Help us find the direction. Please spread the word. Please just have everybody you can listen to even a little bit of us. Yeah. Just show people our intros. And if they... If they think it's funny or they like the intros, they'll, maybe they'll be more pressed to listen to the rest of the podcast, even though it's not really like our intros. I love our <laughs> intros. So those are fun, and I don't even know what we're going to do for today's. We're you gonna... can, you guys can tell we can we do our intros after we record the podcast. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I can't wait. Uh, I don't but that's the fun part. Doing. So we're going to probably get a snack and do the intros, and uh, I'm all with that. But I, I just can't stress enough how much we need you to to talk to us, and we need you to spread the word, please. Yep. We're not even asking for money, just your ears. Just yeah. A little bit of your time. We're not doing this for big bucks if you can No, I don't tell. even care if This is about a, a bigger principle than yeah. that to us. It would be nice to start getting some money for this eventually because we, we would like to ideas. develop yeah. our ideas. You know, We have a pretty big idea. But Katie wants to write a book about hypothesis and our ideas I and stuff. I already outlined it. And we have the ideas for it. We have the principle set. We just don't have, we don't have a way to like really make it happen quite yet. Figure it out because we don't. Um, give up. We want to start doing interviews. Yep. And may, we. I still haven't figured out if we're going to do a separate podcast for that, or if we're going to if that's going to be exclusive donating only thing. We're we'll figure that out. But our goal is at least we're going to start one step at a time, and that's to we're going to get more equipment so that we have the actual technology to do that. Yep. And then we'll go from there. Yep. And I. But working... we plan on interviewing not just like the same old people you see all no. over these other podcasts. Why? I'm going to interview the garbage man down the street or the fucking. The kid next door or whatever the fuck. Because everybody has ideas. Everybody has a thing to say. And they all have cool things yeah. to say. And uh, at the very least, everybody has a story. 
whether it's relevant to a big idea or not. It's just story. We love stories. So I want to hear people's stories. What our podcast is about is we take the what people would think mundane and we wrap it into how it actually applies to these big, huge, yeah. big brain ideas. And we might not do that with interviews, but I still want to hear people's stories, and then it'll it, it'll fuel my thoughts later. Every story is important. Yeah, and we need to focus That's why we're on that so, more. We're so adamant about listening and making stories. I mean, people it, are so focused on the Elon Musk, but it's like, you know what? Your garbage bin next door might have some sort of life-changing existential story to tell you. Or, yeah. And, and not that Elon's not important, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody has... But he's already covered. Yeah. So I'd we love to co- talk to Elon someday. Maybe I have different questions than the other interviewers do. I'd just like to have pizza. I want to just... Sit, I, if I ever interviewed Elon Musk... I would not ask him the same questions everybody else asks. No. Him. I would be like, like, uh, so what did you eat for lunch yesterday? Like, you know, what was your childhood like? You know, what did you play with your friends? Yeah. I don't want to know about his billions of dollars. I don't want to know about. Sp- I can look up how SpaceX is doing. I don't give a shit. How would I like to know? We what already he have that. What do you think? What I want to know is like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what, what, like, why did you send that silly tweet the other day? I just want to know about that one tweet. What you want to know what, about the? Person? I want to know the minutia of Elon Musk's life, not what we already see in the spotlight. Because I'm sure he would like to talk about that too. That's yeah. why I want to. I kind of do want to criticize Joe Rogan for that when he interviews people. He does interview these high-profile people, but he asks them about the same shit we can already look up. But maybe the high-profile people don't want to talk about that stuff. I would love for them to talk about that maybe, kind of stuff. Well, we would have to start a whole separate interview podcast yes, they're for special. That, but I would like to We do can that. talk all day about why they're special. What I want to know is, like, why are you also the same as me? I want to know the people. That's what I really want to you know. You know what it is? The, is I want to get make, to know that soul. They're all humans just like us, and you want to make show the yeah. relatable aspect I would love to it. talk to, to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And I, I don't want to know about... What it's like to run Facebook. What I want to know is like, what is it like to be Mark Zuckerberg, the soul? I would like to talk is, to Bill Gates is, and want to know what it was like for him when he went to school as a kid. Yeah. it wasn't friendly to nerds. I want to hear your like, everyday stories. Yeah. And about, where you can... about your childhood. Not like what led up to creating IBM or whatever the fuck. No, I want to know like, what did, what did Bill Gates play with his friends, with his neighbor kids around the neighborhood? Or did yeah. he even have any? Or what kind of people he hung out with? Not the success part, the human yeah, part. What actually relates him to everybody else? Because, yes, they're special, but there's also an element to everybody that they're the same. That's what I want to get to know. These we all people. get excited about things. Like, yeah. what do you? What does Bill Gates get excited about that a normal average Joe gets excited exactly. about? Like, that would be fun. Yeah. What? Like, when you if you're going to go to the theater, what kind of movie are you going to go see? Like, let's say you and your wife are planning a date. Yeah. What, your, what, how do you guys decide what movie to go see? What's your favorite way to <laughs> unwind? Like, everybody, do yeah. you notice all humans have different ways to unwind? Yeah. I find them fascinating. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, pasta to eat? Little things like that. And that's kind of the same way like when I I plan a vacation someday, Mm -hmm. when I get the means to actually do it, when the kids are growing up. When the Rona's over. Yeah, when the Rona's over. Yeah. I'm not going to plan on these. I don't like thinking about these tourist things. I can get on Google and look at the Taj Mahal, but I can't get on Google and know what the people in that in that place are just like how they're living every day and what they do for fun. Oh man, my favorite thing about travel is to go into the local neighborhood and just go like like I said, I found that really cool like Hispanic snack shack. (laughs) You just I get excited about those things because it's like what do those people do every day that's super cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to get to know the people. And again with but I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we're interviewing these high profile people. Why can't but we? guess what? Let's just start since since I want to find out what relates them to us anyway. Let's just talk to normal people. How do they relate to it? Everybody, we're on a different, everybody's on a different level than everybody else in in ways and same on other ways. But I just want to talk to people about their everyday life and just know the person, know the soul. 
Let's do it. So that's kind of our plans for the interview side of our podcast. I think, that again, might have to be a separate me and Katie podcast, need to talk yeah. about it more, yeah. but I might actually do that as a separate podcast because I, uh, I liked what we're doing here with this, and I don't want to just jump into another pool. No, I feel like this so is our I might weekly address it. of hypothesis. Yeah, we might keep this I, one I the same and keep doing our intros and keep doing our, our ramblings for two hours. I think this goes with our other plan that we'll talk about later because yeah. we're not ready to We talk got about way that. bigger plans, too, and yeah. I, we need resources we to do these plans. We just need resources. So. And maybe we'll have to find a different way to get these resources than the podcast. But, you know, for now, this is all we got. So help and us we out. we hope you're enjoying it. And we love you guys for listening to us, we whoever do. does. But um, we definitely would like to interact with you more. We, we want to get to know your souls. And Send us emails. Tell us stories. How do we impact your life if we do? How do why do you hate us if you do? Like, <laughs> tell us what snack you think Brady and I should eat after our big podcast. Yeah, give rest. us advice. What do you? What's the best? Uh, what is, in your opinion, the best snack to eat after recording a podcast? I think I'm going to ask Instagram <laughs> that actually. So anyway. Instagram's very good with food. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a poll. Eat. Which snack yeah. should we eat when we're done? Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do. Yeah, it right if now. that's guys, we're also on Instagram. I think that's our technically our biggest following is on instagram yeah, we're doing is, pretty good on that i don't i don't understand instagram because pictures do you guys want us to start a tiktok we might start a tiktok i think we should just for fun if you guys uh, from what i've noticed what tiktok is i if you guys want to just see videos of us eating cereal we'll do it with a song playing we'll eat we'll german chocolate that. cake we're that's gonna... what that's what instagram's or not instagram that's what uh tiktok's come to is just videos of people eating cereal you just play that high-pitched oh no oh yeah. no no i'll no, put it i'll put a green there. screen up we'll make it look like we're in a mansion and i'll eat a bowl of cereal Damn. if that's what you guys want um, well, but can, that's what we need to know. I can do a, what is it, where is a close-up, far away, close-up, far away, close-up, far away on my cow. Yeah, we can do that. I got lots of those. People love that. Okay, we'll just do it. But uh, okay, anyway, on that note, have a good day. Bye.